are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Weekly Wrestling Podcast. You're listening and watching and enjoying the dulcet tones of Mr. Mafu. And he is joined, as always, by the fantastic, most valuable NFT in the business, Mr. Ross Twiddell. And joined by the one conspiracy theory NXT wrestlers will not believe in mindlessly, Jack the Jobber. How the hell are you, Ross? <laughs> too bad, Matthew. Um, I, it's been a, a topsy-turvy week in the old YouTube game this week because obviously uh, people who saw the end of last week's podcast will see me tease an episode of Straight to Hell. All being well, it'll be out on Tuesday is what I said, and that's exactly what happened. And nothing happened in between, and it was all fine. Ah, how are you? I'm um, the same, the same. Nothing bad has happened this week. <laughs> Well, why is it always me? Eh? Why is it always <laughs> Chris Van Fleet does an interview, goes off without a hitch. Sean Ross Sap, same story. I come along, the world melts. Fantastic, eh? Why always me? You got the anti-Midas touch. <laughs> You're like NXT UK signing great talent and turn them into rubbish. <laughs> but never mind rubbish, let's speak about good things. Jack, how was your week? Uh it's been quite a busy one. Um I did a, another Desert Island Graphs episode that Tom Tom lent me his series again, so that's all good. And um, apart from that, just um, doing another Greatest Of, which will be out in a minute. I'm doing the end of the podcast now. I'm doing the plugs bit now, sorry. Um, but yeah, no, it's just been a bit busy, but it's been all right. How about you? Oh, same. I had the fun of going out and having a drink for the first time since October, I think. So I finally found some mates to do it with. And would you believe it, after weeks and weeks of sunshine, we go out and the heavens opened. It was yeah. mint. So we went to one place in Newcastle that had a canopy or a tent, whatever you want to call them, and it was worth it. So I'm in a good mood, week. pal. Just watching people sat outside in their big coats in the middle of April <laughs> in Newcastle because it's been bloody, be, bloody freezing. Can we say bloody anymore? Is bloody too far? I've said it three times now, so it better be fine. Yeah, double down. <laughs> Obviously, it's been a good week for everybody, but an even better week for Ross because you have 
as you can see with your eyes, ladies and gentlemen, Ross has had a haircut. Oh, it's big news, isn't it? Huge oh, news. Yeah. Right. First one in, since December the 9th, because I've got a loyalty card at my barber's whereby, you know, you fill it up and then after your 10th haircut, the 10th, well, the 10th one's free. It's like oh. Starbucks or whatever it's called, or some cafe place. Fair. Good though. Nice? See, from, that's how we start off the news section with the biggest news, Ross's haircut. And now we move on to the other news. From last week, I believe we finished, because we obviously do these Friday morning, and obviously a lot can happen between us doing this and then it getting uploaded. Uh, Mickey James was released. Um, obviously, we, that wasn't the news. She was then on Twitter taking photos of the severance bag, I guess we'd call it, uh, how she got her stuff. Other wrestlers chimed in and went, yeah, that's how I got my stuff as well in the bin bag. And then Mark uh, Carano. Carano, I believe that's pronounced. Yeah, Mark Carano was released. And Triple H was aghast that this had been happening for so long while people known about it, and he apologised. Apparently, Mickey James got a call from Vince McMahon as well to apologise for how this had been handled. So we had seen damage control from WWE. I mean, it's what they—that's they, all they could do in the like in the, after the, in the aftermath of what happened. Really, just let guy the go who was doing that terrible bit of business for them. Because I was like, I could tell by the tone of your voice there, Matthew. Were you a bit sceptical about Triple H not knowing about this bin bag thing, having it been going on for so long? But I brought it up on that episode of Straight to Hell this week to Chelsea Green. And she was like, yeah, maybe you just didn't know. It's a massive company, in it? You forget about that sometimes. It's just a huge thing with many subdivisions and all that stuff. So I don't know. I thought they handled it well after the fact because it's a, a poo house way of doing business, isn't it? I'd say so. Uh, but we still don't have any confirmation if they did give Mark Rano all his stuff in a big bag or not. So, But did, did it feel... Because to me, obviously it's a bad thing and he shouldn't have done that. But did it feel a bit like, I'm not, I don't want to say scapegoating, but they've just released all these people during a pandemic. But then suddenly everyone was, talk, like everyone was talking about one guy and the bin bag thing. And I was just like, I get it. It's not good at all, obviously. But at the same time, I was thinking, is the book being sh- like shifted a little bit? Yeah, and other backstage news, Jason Jordan has been given the role as WWE lead producer in a reported shakeup of backstage personnel. And basically, he's been off TV since. It's so weird, isn't it? 2018. That's Doesn't feel like that long ago. Three years ago, that. Yeah. And another similar things Mercedes Martinez has revealed her even smarter employee advancements when she was going to be part of the main roster group known as Retribution. Uh, but she declined, saying it didn't really feel right for her and requested she return to NXT. Well done, Mercedes. What a, what a smart business decision that was. She was in it, wasn't she? She had the gear and everything. I can't remember her, reckon, her reckoning name, her retribution name, even. What was it? Was it retaliation? I think it began with an R. Uh, regret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get the miserable news out of the way. WWE referee Drake Wirtz, I'm actually sure I pronounced that surname, uh, Drake Younger, has become notorious for sharing his extreme views um, online and things like that. He, been revealed by Sean Ross Sapp that he was suspended by WWE earlier this year, but he then appeared uh, with his gear, his WWE refereeing gear in a, let's see, Seminole County Board of County Commissioners, hold on, getting that right, meeting yesterday, claiming lots of things such as forcing and normal, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it because it's so silly. Um, yeah, I know uh, Pachiti, like, tagged and was like having a go and like, ha ha, for laughs. For someone who watched him grow up in CZW and then evolve and get himself clean and precise and all the other things to go to PWG and proper, unquote, wrestling, and then to do the referee stint, and it was such a 
feel-good story. This is gutting. This is just sad to me. Is there's a because CM Punk tweeted someone said what's your favorite storyline in wrestling at the minute <laughs> and he said that Q and on thing in conspiracy group in NXT so it's not I mean it's not just him is it there's a, there's quite a few and uh, yeah it's such a I mean I don't know to us right as as English people it seems so far removed from like any conspiracies that go on here it's very weird isn't it? I don't I don't understand it at all really personally. Do you remember when we just look at wrestlers as the wrestlers? Yeah. And not have to care about the human being behind them. That sort of hampers your view of them. I miss yeah. those days, me. It'd be weird back in the day, in 93, I'm like, oh boy, I can't wait for Doink to take, get his revenge on Bam Bam Bigelow. And it's like, you won't believe what Doink the Clown believe. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what Doink's posted on Instagram? Just doesn't work, does it? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll get out the way. In Impact News, uh, Big Cass returned as Morrissey. W. W. Morrissey. W. Morrissey. Do we know what the W stands for? William. (laughs) That is his real name. Oh. Big Bill. Big Bill Morrissey. If he was just Morrissey, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I was just comes out as Morrissey. Yeah, everyone can... referred to him on the X. I saw his entrance from the pay per view, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's Morrissey, Morrissey, this, Morrissey, that, Morrissey." If actual Morrissey watches that show, could there be an issue? Mm, I, uh, no, surely not. Is it a, maybe because Morrissey's a bit? You he's know, an arse. he's a yeah, he's a, he's a bum, isn't he? Yeah, a bum yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. try to keep my language down. He's a bum hole. Is Morrissey? Um, they they. He could say something, but surely there's enough people with the surname Morrissey that just go by Morrissey. Hmm. Do you remember, do you ever watch Vic Reeves' Big Night Out? Was the one he did before Shooting Stars. He had Morrissey the Consumer Monkey, which was Morrissey, but as a monkey with a big quiff. And he'd tell him all about bargains that he'd been... Yes, I do remember that. That was a good thing. I'll never forget Harry Hill do it on Stars in Your Eyes. Doing Morrissey and Morrissey hated it. Because, of course, he went to the, the, the age-old, ah, just do that with your voice, and that's Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I mean, people are confusing with former Impact World Champion John Morrissey. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, I can make life easier and just call him what everyone else is calling him right now, The Big Edge. I think he looks... Point out. He's in fantastic shape. Like, mm. I, I don't know what it was from. Did anyone see his interview where he was talking about his... Is battles with depression and, and alcohol and all that sort of thing. Because I don't know what it was from, but he talked very openly about it and how low he'd been and then turned it all around. And I think it's a really good story that he's managed to come back from it. I hope he does, I hope he does really well. Yeah, it's been a really good story. Unlike that main event. Okay, it's a bit of an awkward segue, but I like them in the show. Kenny Omega won the Impact and also maybe the TNA Joke title, I'm not entirely sure, from Rich Swan meaning Kenny Omega is currently the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, the Impact World Heavyweight Champion, and the AAA Mega Champion, which is their big belt, which is a hell of an accomplishment for Kenny. I don't know what Impact's getting out of this anymore, um, outside of getting some TV ratings and boost, because I don't think anybody, not even Rich Swan's mother, would have thought Rich Swan was winning this match. <laughs> it is weird how he just appeared on... Dynamite this week as well without that title. So, uh, yeah. One brief, brief mention. Oh, he's the Impact Champion. Cool. Yeah. Moving on. And in the build up to the pay per view on last week's Dynamite, it was one mention of Rich Swan. That was it. 
Why wasn't Rich one on Dynamite? I don't know. It does make you want. They've, they've got Gallows and Anderson. I guess that's enough. <laughs> they just took them and then that was it. Yeah. Mm. Remember when it first happened and everyone was like, "It's good. we're going to get the machine guns versus the Bucks and it's all going to kick off and it hasn't really panned out that way at the minute. It has for Dynamite. <laughs> well, <laughs> Dynamite yeah. just left them on red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another exciting news. Ryback last week asked his fans on Twitter where he should wrestle for next. Um, the options... Oh, sorry, I thought I copy-pasted them. The, there were a few options that you could select. One of them was retire. Uh, this was the overwhelming winner. So I mean, that, that's just naive social media game, isn't uh, it, really? Come on. Yeah, and I'll be like that. Okay, that's a bit... Oh, whatever. Then he went, due to fraudulent votes from the last poll, we have to redo where you want to see Ryback return. This has nothing to do with me. It's official vote. Like, we know that people have been hacking this and posting <laughs> on Reddit and ruining the votes. So we did it again and uh, they voted retire again. <laughs> Why would you put retire in there as this option the second time? Learn your lesson the first time, Ryback. See, it wasn't, it was like, all right, whatever, kind of not for the first time. Doing it again and getting the exact same result. Now it's funny. Now it's all right to laugh at it. Mm. Uh, well, I, I, did, I only saw the poll itself. I didn't realize he got, he got annoyed by it. I thought it was just a joke. Or not a joke, but I don't know. I can't believe it. I can't, yeah, I can't believe he's done it again as well. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like Canyon coming out and going, "Who better than Canyon?" Everyone's going, "Everybody goes, no, 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 I'm going to do it again." And I don't <laughs> want to hear anyone anyone say that. All right. And of course, the biggest news this week, the only news that matters, it is the anniversary week of the greatest promo <laughs> of all time. Is it Scott Steiner? Is it Hard Times? Don't be daft. When you do that to a man like Stuart Pierce, I've been I've kept really quiet, but I'll tell you something. Yes, it is the Keegan promo, and I think we mention this every time it's anniversary, and I think we'll continue to do so as long as this podcast is viable. But this has been used so many times. Kevin Keegan going off on one on Alex Ferguson as an example of like, ha ha ha, what a silly pro. Look at Keegan losing his nerve. I always grew up with people, including me dad loving this promo and thinking it was everything that they loved about Kevin Keegan and Newcastle United and football in general. So it's very interesting to see how many people look at this in a different way. And I remember me dad watching it when it aired and go, after he said, I would love it, he went, yes, get in. Like, that's it. We're fighting. We lost, but we're still fighting. So I'm interested. What do you think about this, Ross, after all these years? A valiant babyface promo, isn't it? Against the big, the big old concrete. It's like, Silas Ferguson is the Charlotte Flair of the day. And then Kevin Keegan was more like, I don't know, he was a young up-and-comer in the, the female divisions in WWE. Name anybody that fits that description. And yeah, we, we were the pretenders to the main event scene back in the day with all the money of Sir John Hall and all that. It was going well, 12 points clear. And then it just fell apart. And Ferguson was just you know, sticking it into KK every single time he could. And KK couldn't hack it, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, what about you, Jack? Well, I, it's perspective's a funny thing, isn't it? Because I was raised a Sunderland fan, so we weren't encouraged oh. to see Kevin Keegan as a heroic figure at all. So to us, that's very much like what Matthew said. That's like a that's that's a bad moment, not a not a heroic one. But oh. I can see, but there's a, but I, I can't deny, I, I can't deny, even though I'm not a fan of Kevin Keegan, the passion's there, the delivery's there, it's all on point. There's even there's even a few. There's even a structure to it with the big lines sprinkled throughout. Rather, it's like the pipe bomb. So I do understand why. 
It's also, I believe, the anniversary of the Ed Balls tweet. <laughs> or a big one, anyway. Yeah. What a week. I know. Um, do you imagine how, how Keegan would do that in WWE nowadays? Listen, this Sunday, <laughs> at FIFA Presents, the Biggin and Wigan, whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll be fighting for that title. For only nine ninety nine. That's there- two and a bit meal deals. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work, does it? I do have to ask, though. I'm glad you brought it up. Were you at the infamous Biggin and Wigan? Because I've heard Tom Campbell mention it. I wish. Oh, oh never no. mind. I love was that. He... That's his. That's his demo. He commentated on it, didn't he? Or was he, he ringing out? Did answer? right. No, right, he right. commentated. He he legendized it. Mm. I've not that seen was a it. pre. That was pre YouTube. Was it? Yeah. Wait, Tom's been doing this for that long. Yeah. It's hard what? To, easy to forget how old Tom is. <laughs> yeah, he looks younger how than he is. How experienced Tom is, yes. But I, I didn't realise he, he was in... I didn't realise he was involved with wrestling before... Well, yeah, You would argue that he wasn't back then. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair play to him. That's good. Yeah. Oh, and lastly, we... Also got some wonderful fan mail. Oh. Uh, one of the ma- magnificent letters we got, but we did get some magnificent... Drawings of myself. Oh yeah, that's incredible. That's so good. Look at that. Look, I should put that there and just talk like this and just move the head around. There we go. And I'll be a puppeteer myself and For also those... legit puppet. So yeah. audio, Jack... audio listeners, we're seeing. Oh god, hand... yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I've got this as a podcast. Can you audio transcribe it, Ross? You're so good at that. Audio listeners, we have a hand. What appears to be a hand-drawn image of uh, Puppet Jack, complete with Adidas Originals hoodie with Puppet Jack badge and a cultaholic T-shirt, lovely orange hair and a lovely hat. That's yeah, right, it's the updated one to look more like the real Jack. It's uh, it's very good. It's, does puppet does puppet Jack the real one, the real fake the me, real puppet Jack? Does I the don't... real fake me have a badge of puppet Jack on him, or is that a stylistic touch uh, done by the artist? Pu- uh, oh yes. my god! Because I don't mind no, either way. Yeah, you're still, right. I didn't notice that. Yeah, god, it's still you're right. Good. I'm getting very confused here. Yes, puppet uh, updated puppet Jack. That's oh, a full yeah. tracksuit. Yeah, full tracksuit. Like, oh, wow. like, can you see? It's, it's you, Jack, basically. I do have both components of the Adidas tracksuit, but I would never wear them at the same time. But I can't. I'm not oh, going to let you're that. You're not from Middlesbrough, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to let that. I'm not going to let that take away from the quality of the drawing, though. It's fantastic. Yes. Who hope... did that? Do we know? Eva. Thank you very much, Marie. From all the way in. What's that? Eva Marie. Yes, that's right. That's she's what she's a big doing fan. <laughs> Eva from all the way from lovely Deutschland. Well, so, thank you thank very much. Thank you, Eva. Much appreciated. Absolutely. And mercy, <laughs> and that was the news. Everybody get excited for the cultaholic hall of fame. Ah, now everyone's favorite segment for people who definitely listen to the podcast before voting when they get the email the hall of fame. Right, this is a thing because I addressed this on the Twitch stream on Sunday. I've come to the compromise with everybody in the Twitch chat that Saturday night is the time to publish the poll on Patreon for people to to remember what we talked about because it turns out in the comments of last week's podcast, I learned that people forget by the time Sunday night rolls around <sighs> what we speak about in the Hall of Fame. So they see the things we speak about on Patreon and they're like, what the hell's this about? I can't remember what they spoke about here. So Saturday night from now on is when the Patreon poll will go live because I didn't think people would forget Two days later. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh. So with that in mind, 
in condescending order from last week. 22%. Adam Pachiti's new haircut and beard trim. I'm shocked. So am I. I reckon it's due to the fact that the slicked back gel he had, whatever substance he had in his hair, didn't continue for the rest of the week. So people had forgotten about it, obviously, because the two-day rule, after two days, or just before two days, it leaves everybody's minds, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I just can't by, believe by Sunday, people, they looked on Twitch and went, looks the same, mate. <laughs> I just can't believe people forget about it. I find it unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising second place, I thought it would be like, I thought it would be like 1% of the vote, uh, Samoa Joe's Crazy Dive. That, if you remember, uh. maybe you've already forgotten, don't blame you. Um, Samoa Joe was talking about last week about how he's basically lied and let people write their own fantasy fiction about that one crazy spot he did. And I thought it would be funny to put it in and be a bit silly about it. Uh, 34% is all right with that. I'm much better than I thought I'd do. But the clear winner, not just in the league, but in our hearts, Call to Olic FC. I can't believe that. I thought Adam's haircut was going to win for certain. But thanks to people who voted for Call to Olic FC, I mean, fantastic. Fantastic scenes. Fantastic scenes, that's right. Man. <laughs> God. Uh, it's because we won the league, basically. That's, that's why. And then we did our end of season awards on Twitch this week, and the comments just turned into a big... Like we imagined, if it was real, it would have been the award. The awards would have ended in like a big brawl because player of the season descended into chaos. Like the, there was a lot of arguments about who should have been player of the season. So thanks everyone. I, I just want to say thanks to all of the Twitch regulars who view that because they do make they really make the streams what it is. Like we've given players little personalities and stuff. It's essentially a series of spreadsheets and a match simulator, but they've made they've helped make it really fun. So that's good. Well done. Top of the league. So, given that you won last week, you can go first, Jack. What have you got this time? Unfortunately, I feel like I've already nominated this one in the past. So I'll tweak it slightly. Because I'm pretty sure, if not, it sounds like something I'd nominate. Have I previously nominated the song A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton? I must have. That rings a bell to me. Yes. I think it was when we did the, the Clash of the Songs email question. When they said this is every song that's been nominated yeah. for the Hall of Fame, yeah. All right, I'll just uh, I'll just nominate Vanessa Carlton herself then, the artist, the the musician, because uh, Vice are doing Dark Side of the Ring again very soon, aren't they? They also do a series called Is it the story of or the making of? The story of is one of our series. The making or the story behind certain songs, and they've taken like songs that have got a bit of a cult, like. Like, like Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Die and Shaggy It Wasn't Me and um, what was the other one? They've, the Thong Song. And they do little mini documentaries on the making of those songs and they interview people who you've not seen for like years. And now, and it was one with Vanessa Carlton for A Thousand Miles recently and it was brilliant. And uh, I thought she came across as a very intelligent woman because they were saying to her like, why do you hate the song? Because she doesn't really like the song A Thousand Miles anymore. And they were like, but it's, you know, it's you're, it's made you. And she went, imagine you're a writer. Oh, bless you. Sorry. <clears throat> and she went, imagine you're a writer. And <laughs> the only... Bless you again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to go off camera for it. But it's all right. But I feel rude not saying bless you. Um, Vanessa Carlton was saying, like they were like, why don't you like your biggest and really only hit? And she went, well, imagine you're a writer and you are only remembered for something that you wrote when you were 17 and you don't think it's very deep or meaningful at all and that's what constantly gets brought up and I was like that's a very fair point but she did acknowledge that the song you know made her 
Um, so I'll go for Vanessa Collins. She seemed like a very nice woman and a very clever one as well. Hmm. But it is, she's wrong, though. The song's a banger. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. And I like that she's someone's like Orson Welles. It's like, oh, it's, it's a shame when you peak when you're that early in your career. Mm. Which I don't have any opinion on Vanessa Collins. But because I brought up Orson Welles, I have just remembered the other big news of this week, which isn't my Hall of Fame pick, but could be. That Rotten Tomatoes, which has always had Citizen Kane as the highest rated film of all time ever, ever. Because of a 90-year-old review, that can't be old, 90 years, whatever, very old review, that wasn't that commentary about it when it came out. Uh, it lowered the rating slightly, which meant that now the highest rated film on RottenTomatoes.com is Paddington 2. So all we saw on Twitter was finally, Paddington 2 beats Citizen Kane. And uh, yeah. It, we've all been waiting for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Get out the red panties. Paddington it's, 2 would. It's even funnier that it's Paddington 2. It's not the first one. I love that it's the sequel. Paddington harder. So, yeah, Nessa <laughs> Carlin, what a great pick. I was second, so I'll go next. That's how it works. In case you missed it, last week, the Josh fight took place. Can you explain this, please? Give some background. I would love I, I to, understand. Jack. I have no idea what this was. Some guy named Josh. Yep. Initially made a Facebook group inviting as many other Josh Swains, it's like Swan but with an eye in it, as he could find before challenging them all to a big old fight, a battle royale of Josh. He pretty much forgot about the whole thing until very recently when a screenshot of his chat resurfaced on social media. Realising he was going to have to make good on his vow, Josh decided to go ahead with the fight, but eventually opened it to anyone named Josh, all comers of Josh. Heavyweight Josh, light heavyweight Josh, mega Josh, they're all there. The battle commenced, hundreds of people turned up, including the eventual winner, four-year-old Josh, who declared king of the Josh. And you told one reporter, I like fighting. And this is one of these silly internet things. There's so many of them, and a lot of them go by quickly and you forget about them. But this is relevant to my interest. A silly thing, someone saying, we should do this with complete strangers. The complete strangers going, yeah, it's a good idea. Let's all meet and do this thing. Who is the definitive Josh? And everything worked out, and a kid won, and it looked all right. And he also won a world heavyweight title. Nice. How did the fight, what did it resemble? How did it take place? Bunch of lads named Josh in a field. Fighting? <laughs> well. Okay. Not really. Oh, I mean, it wasn't like world star or anything. It was just, you know, like a bit of a playful. Yeah. Everyone seemed to get it. It wasn't like one really serious Josh who's been doing taekwondo. And like, <laughs> finally. Been dreaming of this day. I'd like to think that... No imposters sneaked in, not called Josh, but you never know. Oh, fake Joshes, you mean? Yeah. Imagine, like, the, mid the middle name was Josh. Oh. Well, can't get away with that. I would have been all right to see the, the headline. Jo Little Josh has title stripped, but it turns out only middle <laughs> name is Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it's yeah. A it's a strange name, isn't it? Joshua. 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 Is it Hebrew? It's a biblical name, isn't it? Joshua. Yeah, it's from the Bible, you're right. The Joshua Tree. Joshua. Yeah, yes, them. The U2 album. Jo Josh is... The shortened version sounds normal, but Joshua, yeah. Joshua. A, yeah, the more you say it, the less, it, the less it it's a real... weird, doesn't it? A weird yeah. thing to pronounce to move your mouth to. <laughs> Joshua. Joshua. <laughs> like, come on, Matthew, give it a good like phonetic saying, like Joshua. Strange. I'm doing the news as if he's, you know, just want a title... Joshua. Oh, Joshua. Oh. I don't think it's unpleasant, though. It's almost it's like that, fine. a little reminder as well, isn't it? Like, Josh, 
you are. Like, Joshua, your name is Josh. I can hear it. I can hear it in local dialect. Joshua! It's proper good for that. Like, no, if Joshua. you want to shout, shout your mate across the field. Yeah, Joshua! I Very bet there's good. people listening to this who are called Joshua, and they hate this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they've had this all their lives. Yes. Oh man, I was gonna try and turn this into a conversation about what what it's like having because none of us know what it's like to be called. Like, I don't know what it's like to be called Matthew or Ross. What's it like, Matthew? You do you ever get Matt or Matty? That's one of the questions you get asked if you're Matthew. Do you prefer Matt, Matthew, Matt, Matthew? Your, your full name, Sir, Boss, Master. And you're like, no, no, just just Matt, whatever. I'm not that picky. Mm. But then you add on the fact that Mafu with Fs is the name I go by online. People go, do you prefer Mafu yeah, or Matthew? There. And I'm going, mate, <laughs> mm. you better call me. If you call me Matthew, I'll be really mad. You better call me Mafu. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ross? Uh, mine's, Ross isn't too bad. Like, you know, people sometimes, really stupid people sometimes go, oh, what's that short for? Rostifer. Rostifer, yeah, it's a common one. Well, it doesn't really happen too often. But my mom called me Ross because she didn't like names that could be shortened. So, lo and behold, when I started playing football, my football coach, for example, would call me Rossa. Ah. And she didn't like that, did she? So that, that worked out well for you, didn't it, ma'am? <laughs> the, woman. the issue for my name is the surname, because you would sometimes get the teacher who, I don't know how you can see my name with, you know, one E and then two Ds, and then one E after that as well, saying Tweedle. Oh. And, you know, between the ages of... It wouldn't happen too often, but it would always be a supply teacher. And, you know, between the ages of sort of 10 and to 14, Tweedle said once, and then Tweedle sticks around for a little bit, but then Tweedle goes away. Tweedledum, Tweedledee, et cetera, et cetera. The class, are, the class aren't going to... That's going to send them into hysterics, that at first. Mm. Especially when a supply teacher gets a name wrong. That was prime mm. comedy. Yeah. Mm. But luckily, I wasn't too far down the totem pole, so it didn't stick. I was sort of like, you know, upper middle, so it sort of went away after a while. Yeah. God, God forbid if I was at the bottom. What? That would have been oh. a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. With the wrestling fans. God. Uh. <laughs> Just a quick thing then on that little segue we're doing. Do you remember any distinctive or interesting names of people you went to school with? Because um... I bring this up at Northampton was there briefly. There was, I kid you not, alas there, her name was Alice Cooper. I was waiting for something unspeakably rude. I was worried. <laughs> you were good. Oh, no, I know a few, but I can't was... say them on the podcast. But <laughs> yeah. Alice, the fact that there was a last called Alice Cooper, and I'm like, okay. Was she born no, before or after person? the rise of Alice Cooper? But, but after, Given that I went to school with her, and <laughs> oh, Alice Cooper sorry, sorry. Sorry. since the late 60s. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah, of course, yeah. 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 I've Tom Campbell used to commentate wrestling back in the day. <laughs> yeah, Hacken Schmidt and Gotch. Luthers. Uh, ha- there was a lad in my yeah who had an unbelievable name of Lies Boacas is how you pronounced it Ooh. such a powerful name I don't know what the origin is from or where it's from but his name was L-Y-E-S Lies and I don't know how you spell Boacas but it was said like that hello I'm Lies Boacas where was he what's that of origin no idea what, oh. no idea I had a mate at school not, I'm not really in touch with him anymore which is a shame but um, he's of Sri Lankan descent, and his name is Chintika Siriwardena. Chintika Siriwardena. He's got some middle names as well. It's men. It's yeah, it's crazy. When the supply yeah, teacher came into when the supply teacher came into the column, Tweedle by any chance? No, they'd call him all kinds of things: Chintake, Chinfake, and he just he just couldn't be bothered. He just let them call him whatever because he couldn't be bothered with explaining that it's not it's not pronounced that way. 
it happened once to me, and I, it's it's a it's a comment that might have aged terribly given the the state of Little Britain's sort of perception in the in the wider world these days. But remember the 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 peak of Little Britain back in like two thousand and four and three and stuff like that. One of them said a, a supply teacher said, "Oh, Ross Tweedle." And I just didn't answer because I was like, "Oh, I'm not doing this again." And then she was like, "Ross Tweedle," and people were like, "Going, oh, Tim there, Tim there." And I was like, "Just, I just shouted." I was like, "Call me Babbles, darling. Everybody does." <laughs> Got detention. Got detention. <laughs> I, you, <laughs> you were a ballsier kid than than I was at school. <laughs> I, yeah, you, uh, to, to be honest with you, supply teachers are prey, aren't they? That 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 they're, they're, they're mm. waiting just. They're not, they're not to be taken seriously. A supply teacher comes in, you just exploit that as far as you can because when the real teacher comes back, that's when you need to be a good boy. <laughs> they're, they're house show teachers. Yeah. Call me babbles, everybody does. I used to be able to do it better than that. I've lost it over the years. Like the fact that you said that you yelled it at a... Well, I get sick of people saying Tweedle. How's, how's T-W-E-D-D-E-L-L? Aha, Tweedle, eh? Tosses. Um, On that lovely note. Wait, sorry, wait. Oh, God. When we were talking about the Josh gathering ages yes, we ago were. now, when we were Ten talking about that, uh, I know, and you might, you both might have met him as well, I'm not certain, but I know the lad who invented that let's all gather at the monument and sing Toto's Africa. Do you remember that? It was all, all over Facebook. Everyone joined it. And uh, it was my mate Chris who invented that. So I'm just going to throw that in there. Nice. You might have met him at Rise. Not sure. If I met at Rise, I won't remember him. A lovely lad. <laughs> so, Roshua, what is your pick for the Hall of Fame? So what's your official, what do you want on the poll there? The Josh fight. The Josh fight. Joshua. Just write that down on my pad and paper because I'm an old man. I'm going to go for a duck, or more specifically... <gasps> The tallest mallard duck to have ever lived since Watch records out. began. Also known as Long Boy. And no, 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 no listener, no viewer. Boy isn't spelled B-O-Y. He's a cool duck, therefore it's B-O-I. Long Boy. He stands at the campus of the University of York in England. And he is just over one metre tall, which is 3.5 feet, roughly. He has an Instagram account which is incredible. I in- implore everybody to go and uh, search out Long Boy York, L-O-N-G-B-O-I-Y-R-Y-O-R-K. I can talk words. And also, there's been a poll done, which I found, where he's been voted, where is it, the most popular waterfowl by another UK university. <laughs> he beat out people like the Lancaster Ducks, uh, the Swansea Swans, and the Cath of OU Duck uh, to, 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 to claim that particular crown. I'm just going for this massive duck because he, he looks he looks lovely. I think a duck in general, this is before Longboy came into my life yesterday, via Owen, I think it was yesterday. On the it old was way. me. Was it you? I it was me. I've just nicked but your Owen, thing. Owen chimed in because his girlfriend goes to the University of York and she has seen in person Longboy. What an impressive thing that must be. Imagine a duck, Matthew, coming up to your shoulders, 3.5 feet. Not in a dark alley. <laughs> home run, I turn around there, it's a duck. Yeah, but I think uh, a duck in general is like an underrated animal. I'm going to sneeze you. Yeah. Bless you as well. Mm. Goodness. Thank wow. you. Is there going to be a second? Oh, that was a, a very Jack. dramatic one. Yeah. I'm all yeah. right. Okay. But I think a duck in general is a very underrated animal. Very cute, I think. Lovely character. Yeah, loud. Loud, yeah. But that's all right, I suppose. Yeah. I'd, I think I'd be a bit creeped out the first time I saw 
long boy walking around the University of York campus. You, you might think it's a person in a costume looking at him. <laughs> He's very upright for a duck, Matthew. It's incredible to see. Oh, He's I saw like, the pictures. Yeah, very upright, very human-like for a duck. Anthropomorphic? Is that the word? Almost, yeah. It really mm. is. Like, is it is it duck? Is it man? Is it Michael Cole would say, the big duck? But, <laughs> do you mind, I'm not students that must have gone, sorry I'm late, uh, lecturer, but there was this big duck, right? <laughs> oh, did it get in the way? Did it threaten you? No, I sat there for a bit. <laughs> Massive. Incredible, mm. though. I like that, like, Egypt has that alligator or crocodile, I forget which one, that's legendarily old, just staggeringly old. Someone goes, oh, yeah, Billy the alligator, or his name is, and that's their animal that everyone knows. And York has a big duck. <laughs> but it's Beautiful. York. It's so close. We could go and see... Long, long, but we could go and seek him out. You know what? Nothing else is open. We could. Yeah. We should. <laughs> you know how Alan Robson on the Night Owls sometimes goes on on location for a, for a, a, an episode of Night Owls. We should go to a particular pond in York and seek out Long Duck and do a live podcast with Live Duck in the background. Straight to hell. <laughs> with, with, with Long Boy. With Long Boy. <clears throat> He'd probably say something stupid. Yeah, and then as soon as we interview him, he goes on Twitter and has a scandal. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a black it, bar of his eyes, so you don't know which duck it is. <laughs> There's a podcast I've been watching recently called Podcast But Outside, and it's two American lads who do that. They just go to different places in LA or wherever they're from, set up a little folding table and have yeah. a podcast outside. Um, and then well, they've got a sign that says, um, if you appear on our podcast, we'll give you a dollar. So they get random people coming along and being a guest for a little bit. Very brave, though. Very brave. Like, they do doing like, that outside in America. Yeah. But can yeah. you hear them over the people going, beep, beep, I'm walking oh. here. <laughs> it's the other coast, don't worry. So it's oh. like, oh my God. Like, that's my impression of the West Coast. Oh, sorry. Beep, beep, oh my God, I'm walking here. Yeah, and you just hear that that noise that was used in all the rap songs at the time. Do, 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 do. I just did Natural Born Killer. Yeah. <laughs> Journey with me to the binder. Hey, I'm recording here. <laughs> So, in a very convoluted way, those were the three picks for the Hall of Fame. And in case you've forgotten, ha, 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 I'm not bitter, those are... Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa Carlton, I've got a name. I was going to say The Thousand Miles Last, but that's a bit derogatory. Um, The Josh Fight, and the one that's probably going to win, The Big Duck himself. Long Boy. Long Boy. These three picks are yours and yours alone to vote for by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Please vote, and please remember which one you're voting for. And if you could remember what things were by Sunday, I apologise that the poll is going up a day earlier, therefore narrowing your window to watch the podcast before the poll goes live. Because I thought I had the sweet spot there, given 48 hours before the poll went live, but no, that comment last week had a lot of likes, so we'll change the ways. But I also like the fact we're trying to simplify the name as much as possible, so even if you haven't listened or you don't care, it's like the blind vote. You click it, so... Uh, big duck. I love big ducks. <laughs> this is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah. ah. And now the part of the show that hits harder than Keegan punching Billy Bremner. It's the week of wrestling. I start off with SmackDown. Cesaro opens the show, but is cut off by Rollins, who mocks him for setting his sights on the Universal title because their rivalry is far from our. Jey Uso comes out and is looking to beat up Cesaro, but Brian comes out to even the odds and talks about how much respect he has for Big Tony. 
Roman Reigns comes out and talks down to both Cesaro and Brian before leaving. When Cesaro and Brian beat Rollins and Jay in a tag match, Cesaro swings Jay while Brian cuts a promo, calling Roman back to the ring, but Roman doesn't appear. This is all fun stuff, but the big swing with the big talk was beautiful. Daniel Bryan needs to be a heel manager soon, somewhere. If he's not going to be a wrestler for that much longer, make him a heel manager because that was fantastic. The way he just kept chirping on and on and on. But I like that opening segment, me. I like the way that Seth Rollins calls him Zazaro. Because no, I, yeah. I, I, imagine that my, I imagine that's a rib on Vince McMahon's behalf. I reckon Vince was like, what's he called? <laughs> that big guy, bald guy, Zazaro. Imagine just that and then Seth Rollins is taking it and run with it. But uh, I, I also like the way that nobody's taking him seriously, like Rollins and Reigns. Nobody takes him seriously. Therefore, surely he's just going to yeet Rollins several thousand miles or something at uh, WrestleMania Backlash to make himself a proper main event man. Do you reckon that's why Rollins is still involved in the feud? Because I was confused by... I don't mind Rollins still being there. I think he's doing good stuff, but I was confused why he was. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't beat him because, you know, 50-50 booking and all mm. that stuff that people like to speak about. But yeah, it's, I think that's the story. They're telling the fact that nobody's taking him seriously and then he'll do something to make them take him seriously. Hopefully that's what happens. Apparently they're like best pals or really good mates, Rollins and Cesaro. They it's like nice. the CrossFit. They like the coffee. Yeah. And they like the wrestling. So good for them. No, no, no. Cesaro and Sheamus are best friends. We've proven that. Yeah. <laughs> Miss you, fellow. <laughs> Nia Jax faces Tamina. Oh, steady now, Ross. Uh, Reginald tries to help by distracting Tamina, which works. But Shayna Baszler is angry at him for some reason. This causes Nia to take her eyes off Tamina, and she falls victim to a super kick and roll up for three. And also falls victim to me fast-forwarding the segment because... Oh, did reasons. you? Because why? Because why? Hmm? Uh, because it's Don't the women's tag the question, division. Matthew, yeah. Oh, right, that's fair enough. I just like the fact that Tamina overcame the adversity of the <laughs> jobber entrance, a mountain she has fallen to so many times in her career to defy the, defy the odds and get a pinfall against the all-conquering women's champion of the tag team ranks, I'm just rambling here, Nia Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice to see Tamina doing some things finally because obviously, you know, opinions shifted after WrestleMania. The entire state of Florida behind Tamina. Chance and all that stuff. So go on, the Tamina. I didn't like it. Not because Tamina won. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's awesome. But it's because of Shayna and Reginald. Their argument didn't make sense to me. Reggie got on the apron to cause a distraction. It worked. Tamina was distracted. Shayna pulls him down and goes, What are you doing? I can't do her voice. Going, What are you doing? And then Tamina. That yeah, was I'm perfect. Sorry, but, no, but it wasn't. Your, but, it wasn't. But, but, but to your point, Jack, earlier in the show, uh, um, Shayna, could have, Shayna just shouted at Reggie and Nia saying, Who lads and lasses? Nay distractions tonight. So by doing that, Reggie, even though it worked, Reggie defied her orders. Well, Nia should be annoyed at Shayna. But she's not saying anything. She just kind of looked confused and went, what? Why have you... Nia's got too many issues surrounding men. She's got Reggie coming after her. She's got Angel Garza coming after her. Who knows who's next coming after her? Dexter Loomis. Probably. Enzo Mori. Back back for more, yeah. Yeah. Apollo Crews successfully defends the IC title against Kevin Owens after distraction from Commander Aziz. Owens hits Apollo with a stunner after the bell, but Aziz takes out Owens with the Nigerian nail. Sami Zayn dances over Owen's prone body. When Biggie attacks Apollo backstage during an interview. It's a funny like dance. That. Yeah. The shades of grey at play here was fantastic because despite being the baby face, Kevin Owens wrestled like a heel to slow down the much quicker <coughs> Apollo Crews. It's rare, but KO 
is a baby face with a brain. Yeah, I'll, I think that's a good thing. Right. Um, I don't know what... Owens is in a weird position for me on SmackDown. He's all right. <laughs> I think he's on the he's on the brink of breaking to your point again, Jack. Because that promo mm. he did with Big E just before the match, he was getting a bit like you know a bit sassy, a bit bit 2015 Kevin Owens. You don't think? Yeah, I feel like they're always on the cusp of pushing him. They're trying to obviously make him into Austin with the stunner and everything. But I don't know. I hope it works for him because I think Owens is brilliant. Obviously. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. So I'm going to move on. As a black has a vignette, as a vignette, <laughs> he gets all dragon Isu. It says here, sitting on a satanic throne and reading to us from a book called Tales from the Dark Father. He gets very angry and says, "We should be scorched from the earth to make room for more fertile things." And he was um, very sassy when he said that. Fertile things like me, like it was really, it was really theatrical and strange. Yeah, bit of a step up from "Please knock on my door" <laughs> or "Leave my package in the bin outside" if I'm not. In. And as many people pointed out, I think all my timeline was full of. So his new gimmick is he's Garth Marenghi. Oh, I need to watch more Garth Marenghi's Dark. Yeah. But I've only seen little bits. I amazing it was only came... one series and it's left an impact that people are still talking about it and homaging it on SmackDown. Mm. It was on AEW. It was, it was Excalibur made a reference as well because I, I, I've never heard that name before. Excalibur made that thing and I got a few tweets oh. going, oh. You need to point out that reference that was made because I've got no idea what we're speaking about. I'll, that does sound like see. AW in a nutshell right there. Um, <laughs> but yes, it Chuck Taylor dove off the Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet. So it was, an, it, was an, it was an appropriate reference because Garth Marenghi has a little line that's been used quite a few times for AW where it goes, I knew right... I'll start again. I know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards because he has a spit in his book where it's literally a thing rather than the idea of a thing. And it was last used when Cody smashed the throne with a sledgehammer. So Yeah. Anyway. All I can think of with this Alistair Black thing is Dwight Trout though. And I don't know if it's just the glasses, but it's just like the sort of the imagery that was used along with the promo, the sort of I don't know what was it sort of Amish, the sort of figures you could see at the funerals and whatnot? It just reminded me of something that would take place at Troop Farms. Is it so Dutch? Well, I'm on about, <laughs> no, I shouldn't have brought up the Dutch thing again after last after the WrestleMania whole thing that I did, that was good. Oh, I can't yeah, do a Dutch accent. Right. No, no, I'm just trying to... Th- sorry, carry on. Sorry, it's my fault. Let's step up, considering about a month ago, we were wondering, okay, so is Alistair Black going to be released again? Is he going to be stuck in catering for another few months? And I was like, no, no, I'm back, I'm back. I've had a, I've got a gimmick where I read a book. Oh, fantastic. It's just because WWE has plans for you. No, it's because they've released so many people, they have to actually use some of the roster now. <laughs> oh, okay, great. I do like how the news reports like a couple of weeks ago were like, oh, don't worry about Alistair Black in the midst of all these releases. He's been shooting some promos with uh, the subject area being his youth. Oh. As if they were like, yes, he's going to call on real life experiences like these, these funerals that took place in the schools <laughs> with his family. <laughs> he, he was just big, was... And, then, and then all the Joshes gathered for one <laughs> giant conflict. All the Elias Oh, uh, I... We did a conference call once that Alistair Black was the like I was in a conference call with Alistair Black and he someone asked a question basically saying like this was during the whole room time saying why are they doing nothing with you is that annoying and he basically said everyone needs to calm down because sometimes you can't see the bigger picture you can't see what's in store for me it's all going to be fine they the, and I remember thinking I was convinced by him as well I was like ah oh, he's right we we're arrogant on the outside, we don't know what's going on. 
Well, it's been a very long plan. If uh, if it uh, now I'm thinking, was he telling the complete truth there? But I mean, yeah. Or they're going to say, no, yeah, a, you're right. It's a shambles. Well, exactly. <laughs> the company that's employing me. Obviously, he uh, he was backed into a corner with that question. I'm yeah. He was backed into a room. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for putting the Dragon Icy reference. Uh, <laughs> Montez Ford overhears Bailey badmouthing Bianca Belair backstage. He tells her, and the pair have a confrontation. Bailey weasels out of it, pretending to respect the champion before laughing once she's gone. Oh, that Bailey! Classic heel shenanigans there. Eh? What a <laughs> what a what a lovely slice of tomfoolery from Bailey there. I'm a big fan of Bailey. Likewise. She's like Dick Dastardy or something. She's a really cartoon villain, like a harmless, yeah. mostly harmless <laughs> cartoon villain. That's it. When when she saw that Montez Ford overheard her, she went drat, drat, and double drat. <laughs> <laughs> the Mysterios continue their hot streak in the tag division, beating Otis and Chad Gable, who make up 25% of the SmackDown tag division. It was a good match, though. Someone could complain. Mysterios never lose, I'm telling you now. He does get booked strong, doesn't he? Ronald, there. Big old Ronald. But I thought uh, Chad Gable's belly to bellies. Whoa. Mm. Best bellies in that match, even though Otis was involved, which is a, a staggering feat because Otis has got a lovely round belly. Mm. <laughs> when you get... <laughs> the analysis is fantastic. <laughs> I tell you what, see, I just that it was normal for me and I was about to ask you a question. I went, wait, wait, let that, let that one settle for a bit. Since, since I've stopped doing that uh, WTF series, it's made me sort of, you know, sit, you sit down and watch the shows in full as I, as I do now and then you sit there making notes, you try to say, can I actually say something about what's going on in this ring? So it makes you just think about utter nonsense. That's what I'm finding. Utter nonsense. But then you say it in a sort of a posh accent and it comes off as sort of, ooh, wrestling analysis. Yes. In my mind, at least. Don't reveal the formula. Now, copycat channels are going to spring up all over the place. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Yeah, it's good to see you and hear you analysing bits that you weren't beforehand. Many people loved your nerd rant from last week. That was uh, Someone but, edited but, the audio of Undertaker talking to yeah, Joe Rogan sitting on Twitter. Someone has... Um, yeah, a few people have gone, oh, like, no, I think that's what the Undertaker was saying there, Ross. No, no. Let me, let me clarify my statements from last week. I want, in the main event scene there to be less nerds. I know I said wrestling in general, but I, what I was trying to get at was the main event scene. I want. In the main event scene, I want people like The Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H these, and Batista and people like that. These big old men. Not big sweaty men. I just don't want muscles. I want these people with aura about them and make wrestling cool again. I don't want nerds trying to make other nerds not laugh being sort of the, the main focal point of a wrestling show, which I think people have confused with Undertaker going, oh, people today are just snowflakes and I, I like why guns and drugs win wrestling. I don't, I don't care about that, personally. I, I much prefer people playing video games and being safer and healthier and, you know, you know just nicer human beings. <laughs> I just want less nerds doing nerdy things in the big parts of the show. That's what I, the, the, the crux of my argument there. Yeah, yeah I don't make sense. I love it. So it's story time with Jack, rant time with Ross, and I guess puppet time with Mafu. So that's it. <laughs> with these three elements combined, we are the Cultolic Podcast. And you must have loved this bit then, Ross. Cesaro and Brian again call out Roman Reigns. This time he does arrive and denies Cesaro a title shot, saying, not on his level. Cesaro, mate. He does offer Brian another shot, though, on the condition that if he loses, Brian will never show his face on SmackDown again. Brian accepts after some encouragement from Cesaro. That's something a manly man would do. Well, he's got a T-shirt that says, smash him, stack him, pin him, which I would... Take off the wrestlers on the T-shirt and replace with either pancakes or bacon. Mm. Or potatoes. 
or potatoes. Yeah, anything, any sort of nice food. But uh, I like the I like the 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 emotion. This is one thing SmackDown does very well. Is like every party in a particular angle, you can see their point of view, the confliction. Of Cesaro wanting that title, but then Brian getting the offer for that title, but not wanting it because Cesaro won. Oh, fantastic! I love the yeah. confliction. I love the Brian, drama. Because <laughs> Brian, there were shades of volleyball there. Volleyball. Oh, volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's true as well, because especially this week, because Cesaro kind of Brian was hesitant to accept, wasn't he? And Cesaro mm-hmm. kind of went, "No, go on, go for it, D. Brian." You can do it. You ever it's... been in, in a Greg's with two tills? <laughs> oh, he told me either the, side. When and they you both... got, you, you've got the big, you've got the big perspex thing with the bakes in the middle, and there's one bake left, and there's two tills, and there's two people who want that last bake. And it's that sort of like, ooh, do I, do I, don't I? Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Jack. I've cut you off so much. No, 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 no. It's very true. It's very true. It was a fantastic simile. Yeah. Um, and I think that the just the difference between SmackDown and Raw's writing quality is. Absurd. It's crazy at the minute. Can't wait to get on the roll. It's always great, isn't it? Wow, SmackDown on some great bits, didn't it? it was, wow, the Roman Reigns and the Ryan. Cool. What's next on this happy wave of riding? Oh, I see. It's a, it's a cliff named Raw. We're supposed to start with Drew and Braun versus T-Bar and Mace. But Drew and Braun argue backstage over who needs... Who- who needs each other's help? And so on. There we go. Easy for me to say. Braun storms down the ring and takes on both opponents by himself, but only wins by DQ after getting beaten down the corner a lot. And the referee just can't control the uh, the man mountains that are retribution. True joins in and we Extinction. get our original tag match. Are they What's extinction up? now? Is that their official name? <laughs> They're going to be extinct in a few months. Um, but it goes badly for the baby faces when Drew accidentally hits Braun before getting thrown over the barricade and counted out. Braun hits Drew with a power slam afterwards and tells him never to hit him again. And you did raise a good point there, Jack. So with T-Bar and Mace now out of retribution, because they've not got their masks, Reckoning has been quietly moved to SmackDown, and Mustafa Ali was kicked out at Elimination Chamber, is Slapjack (laughs) now like one of those Japanese soldiers who still thinks World War II is happening? Yeah, he's now (laughs) retribution. He is retribution. Yeah. Yes. I'd love that to be a sto- an actual storyline. I think you're onto something. Yeah, if they turn this around into a joke thing, like Glacier's return in WCW or something, it's like that's right, retribution, baby. People are like, it's just you. It does make <laughs> why? Why are they still called Mason T-Bar though? I mean, like, because they, they cut the promo where they said no allegiance, no business, but you still got your crappy no push. gang names. Hey, we know who you are, lads, and we know where you live. So just just go by Dominic and. What was his name? <laughs> the other guy? Dio Madden. Dio yeah, Madden. That's Dio the one. Thank you, pardon. Yeah. His favourite anime character, his favourite video game series. Nice. <laughs> um, I just I can just imagine T-Bar trying to convince Vince to let him be Dominic Dijakovic again. Vince, Vince hates long names like that. He's never mm. going to go for it, I don't think. We can Dio Madden, So we can hear... Sorry, go on. Just saying, Dio Madden, though, that's short enough, surely. Yeah. I reckon that Braun and Drew must be heading for the women's tag team division. Just based the off women's. this week's role, yeah. Because how could they, they coexist? Uh, that is every single women's tag team in WWE today. How could they possibly get along? <laughs> really? I know it wasn't by pinfall, but Mason T-Bar have beaten Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. That's that's a big result. Yeah, but it's one of those not really a big win for them type things. That Come on. 
And also, Braun Strowman's now a heel. He's confused, which I must have played a part. The way he cut that promo calling Drew McIntyre kid and stuff like that, he just, he just beat the biggest bully in the world ever at WrestleMania. If he didn't win that match, every single child who was bullied around the world would have been bullied even harder. And where's that gone? Into a subtle Braun Strowman heel turn already. Am I, am I right? Did I read that wrong? Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely yeah. right. And it's confusing. But to object, so. Your Honour, Drew did hit him. No, it was accident. It was, it was accident. accident, yeah. Uh, accident, schmaccident, as they Bro. say in the legal field. Braun was coming around the ring. Get up, get off the tracks when the pain train's coming through, or whatever. No, no, and we need a bigger boat, Jack. We need a bigger boat. Bigger I was going to say, Adnan, we need a bigger boat, lads. Adnan's like, I got it. Jaws, right? That's timely. Even Vince McMahon's seen Jaws, right? The big shark. And then Corey said, no, no, it's not a boat. It's a train. He's like, I remember that from Jaws. What I, what I noticed during that opening match as well is Adnan really doesn't say much when the wrestling's happen any, anymore after three weeks. As the play-by-play play guy, Corey and Byron, just literally say 85 to 90% of all the words said by the commentary team, which doesn't, yeah, isn't, isn't a good thing for the play-by-play guy, surely. It's, it's, hard, so. it's hard to do play-by-play when uh, Vincent Mann's yelling in your ear, the one with Michael Caine was the best your sequel. Oh, <laughs> Elias is Mrs. Ge- oh, Christ. Mrs. Guest on Ms. TV, which also involves John Morrison and Jackson Riker. They all sing an acoustic version of Hey, Hey, Hop, Hop until they're interrupted by Damien Priest. He brings out the new day, and they all throw tomatoes at the heels. Uh, Shit! How dare you write this? Shades of Austin and the beer truck. No, it was a joke. It was sarcasm. Uh, oh, oh, it was nothing like Austin and the mate, beer truck. I read truck. that and I grabbed my chest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, the oh yeah, sorry, it all, uh, all turns into a six-man tag, which Woods wins with an inside cradle on Riker. But who cares about the match? John Morrison got hit low with tomato. Yeah, that's funny. That's, that Miz, Miz got sconed in the face as well. He did. Terrible, eh? Reminds yeah. me of... Uh, he should have bladed so he could say, hey, did you like the juice? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Reminds me, <laughs> we had this kid from South Africa in our school year who um, he wore shorts all year round. No matter what the weather was, he had shorts on. Um, and just reminds me of snow days at school and that guy. Because that guy would have everybody gang up on him, right? He was horrible. Oh. <laughs> the, entire, the entire school... So we had like first school, middle school, high school. So there was four years in this one school and the entire school were just chasing around the field, pelting them with snowballs, scrubbing his legs. And obviously me being a bit of a poo house would just stand at the back laughing. That's all right. You didn't, you know. You You've got to learn though, haven't you? You can't be wearing shorts when it's snowing. What's Come the, on. What's the, how is the, sorry, what, what, who's this compared to? Just the, the people chucking tomatoes at people just reminded me of that. Yeah. It was, oh, it I did was wonder where that was coming. <laughs> oh, I thought it was obvious with the you know tomatoes are shaped like snowballs. Yeah, and we're speaking about people getting hit with them. That's fair. No, it does work. It does work. That's all right. Um, Thank you. But I, I just Bad Bunny's not there anymore. Yeah. Why are they feuding with him still? <laughs> that was a, he's it's popular. A weird, it's the second week in a row where Miz TV's just been an advert. At the start, it was like, oh, we've got. Uh, the, uh, the WWE Network documentary. We've got uh, that that show he's got with his wife. Bad Bunnies too are sold out. <laughs> Look at all these good things. But like I was the tomato. Who wrote the tomato? It is a Vince McMahon thing, surely. Yeah, hundred percent. It's pro- even people watching Laurel and Hardy back in the thirties would have rolled their eyes at this sort of stuff. <laughs> surely. Yeah. Well, I went to see uh, Macbeth on stage. 
at the Globe. They threw tomatoes at the audience afterwards. Ah, <laughs> oh, did they? <coughs> yes, short I meant with Shakespeare himself. Short. Of course you did, Vince McMahon. Yeah, and it's weird because they're advertising something that isn't happening. Like, Bad Bunny's not in WWE anymore. It's like when Lana would constantly big up Vladimir Putin. And everyone, people I knew, grown men would go, well, they keep on talking about him, so obviously Putin's <laughs> going to make an appearance. I'm like, what are you saying right now? Chekhov's Putin. Yeah, they wouldn't be wouldn't be hyping him up if he was going to make a, a cameo. And like, <laughs> what, what, what's he going to do? Just run in, hit some of a chair and go, thank you in Russian. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what does Vidanya? That's Vidanya. That, 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 that means goodbye. Oh, that, that works. That works as well. A little bit in Transformers. Luzhniki Stadium. Volgograd. <laughs> I must break you. Yeah. And so on and so forth. Uh, Sonia Deville, who also doesn't speak Russian, brings out Charlotte Flair and reinstates her. So she's officially not a nice person then. I can't believe some of the name Deville did something bad. Mm. Uh, she condescendingly apologises to referee Eddie Orengo, I believe, for beating him up and also demands an apology from him because she lost the match. He agrees and later officiates Charlotte's match with Mandy Rose, which Charlotte wins at... It says it says Adan Pierce. Wasn't sure if that was Adnan or not. Adnan oh, Pierce, sorry, a combination of the mightiest talker in WWE, is not happy with Sonya for bringing Charlotte back. Uh, Charlotte's suspension lasted one week. Yep, it's a classic mm. sort of like you know. It's just, you know, we're going back to the office once again. Is Sonya Deville the assistant regional manager, or is she the assistant to the regional manager? Because it would seem that she is the latter, and she thinks she is the former. Classic stuff. But it happened. She's got so she's got the power to. But you're saying that she shouldn't have gone over Adam Pierce's head. I think that's what the story was, wasn't it? Right. Adam. Adam, Adam was not. I repeat, he was not happy. He did not like that. Yeah. Crazy. Do I not like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was from something. That's yeah. the Soccer AM video, isn't it? The guy in the tractor overtaking his dad. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Crazy. Have a go, go, Carty. He was not. He was not happy. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I just remember the... Oh, people are not going to have a clue. Matthew, do you remember this? For it's from about 2005, so maybe not. <laughs> it's... it's Yeah, it's a video that was sent into Soccer AM, and it's just two oh. tractors on a country lane, but the one behind's the son, and the one in front's the dad, and he overtakes him, and the dad's not happy. And it's the son going, Go on, Dad! Hey! <laughs> he did not... I repeat, he did not look happy. That's just it. Crazy. So imagine, right, Sonia's in one tractor, the tractor at the rear, and Adam Pierce is in the the tractor in front, and Sonia overtakes Adam. That's what we've done here. I can't even imagine a tractor overtaking anything. The video is terrible. The the quality of it's appalling. (laughs) An 05, oof. Uh Proper Motorola Razor stuff. Yeah. Phones that will flip. They were so cool. Sheamus wants to call out another opponent for a non-title match. But Charlotte Flair... T- sorry, no. But Humberto Carrillo turns up again. Sheamus says he had his chance last week and attacks him, but Humberto fights back and nails Sheamus with a suicide dive. I'm fully on board with Sheamus just beating up Humberto Carrillo. So I, know, I know it's an open challenge, but why the hell is Humberto Carrillo anywhere near the United States Championship here in oh. the year of 2021? I know he's got muscles. I know he's got stubble now and he's... He's changed his look and whatnot, but you know you, you might as well have a fan jump in the barricade. 
You might as well, because Humberto Carrillo is nowhere. He's been nowhere for so long. Poor lad. Yeah. He's at, he's at the... We would have had Tucker do this, but he's no longer around. Well, <laughs> oh. When's he doing straight to hell, by the way? I'm not saying. Okay. Ooh. It's happening, though. I've been speaking oh, to him it? this week. Yeah, hi. Oh, sweet. Because I was half joking, but I'm like, oh, wait, that could actually happen, couldn't it? Oh, it's going to happen, yeah. Hey, I, just, I, I, I don't like, like, obviously, I don't like bigging things up now after what happened this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I put that Twitter out. Oh, such a roller coaster, lads. It went so well. She was so nice. We had a nice conversation afterwards. She was happy with it. Put the tweet out thinking, oh, it's a good get for the channel, you know, after the, re- the release and whatnot. And then I wake up on Tuesday morning, check my phone for the news in bed, flick on Twitter. <laughs> I see a comment saying, oh, I can't wait to see the comment section for this. I was like, what is that just in case you said something? Oh, that's a hard sinking moment. Oh. That. Yeah, oh. so I clicked on the tweet and then saw what it was in response to and my heart dropped. And it was a stressful Tuesday morning. Omen and Owen were to, to actually publish it or hold off. But we, we decided, like, you know, people would realise why we'd held off if we didn't do, do it. So we just put it out there. And, yeah, of course it wouldn't happen to Chris Van Vliet or Sean Ross Sapp. Well, I will say... Well, now you've said that, that Ross. What I, what I will say is that it it could have been. I'm not. I'm not like defending what she did or anything, but it could have been a lot worse. Like she didn't, you know, do anything. I don't know what I can say without risking the video's use of language or whatever. She didn't do something really nasty. Like it, it could was, have it been. Was, a lot it was worse. crappy of her. Like it was, she, but it could have been a lot worse. She handled the situation terribly from start to finish. Ah, that that statement been, was weird. She's been yeah. sacked from her job a week ago. Yeah. I mean, I understand she might not be in the best place, to be fair, but yeah. But trust that would happen to me mere hours after shooting a good video. <laughs> of course, I'm making everything about me in that situation, eh? Shame. Credit your artists, everybody. That's the moral of this story is credit yeah. your artists. Oh, why I? We did at the start of this very podcast. We did. Oh, yeah. You're right. That wasn't even supposed to be a jab at her, but I just thought, yeah. <laughs> Bob Dalton. That's going to seem so. I should have gotten, so... gotten the picture and gone, who did this? Uh, (laughs) Braun and Drew both complain backstage and get a match against each other in the main event if Braun wins he's inserted in the WWE title match at Wrestlemania backlash later Bobby Lashley and MVP arrive and complain a lot about the possibility of Lashley's title defence becoming a triple threat that's right that did happen that is that is the thing that happened I just love when Braun it was earlier in the night I think when Braun Strowman was shouting Adam Pearce and he was just like going, he was going like, like the clappers like Braun Strowman does just shouting endlessly and in the middle he just goes as WWE Wrestlemania backlash just he put that in there so perfectly <laughs> as he would quite naturally bloody wrestlers uh, that promos it's been ingrained into us now though a bit do you find yourself doing it as well on like videos and stuff I've sat, I said the other week I was mortified when I said legitimately in a sense to somebody at work, yeah, nonetheless. Oh, (laughs) no. That's okay. Oh, no. (laughs) I would never use a term like that. What's wrong with nonetheless? But I never, because I don't use, oh, did I hear it because I'm a smart person? I read, I don't know, Moby Dick or something. No, 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 no. I heard it because Michael Cole says it every week. (laughs) That's why. And I realised where it came from. I stare my hands like, what have I become? That's a video. That was a good video this week on Twitter. The mandatory um, parody of yeah, Judas. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> Sorry if you can hear noises there, lads. Every time Adam Pacitti, only Adam for some reason, messages in our work messenger, I get a very loud notification. There's one again. I didn't hear it the first time, but I heard it the second time. Oh, you, I'm going to have to mute these. <laughs> no, everyone's lads, applying to me, lads. I'm going to have to mute. Oh, hang on. How Turn do I mute this? Click your, oh picture. My God. <laughs> click your picture at the top. Yeah, take yeah. a shot. 
And then, set, well, yeah, it should be set. Pause notifications for two hours. Bang. There we go. We're good. Is that all right? Oh, yes, we shut off now. I was going to comment and see if it made the noise, but. Uh, God, everyone's gone crazy there. Well, this is all very exciting for the people listening and watching, so we can move on to the next bit. Randy Orton bumps into Riddle backstage and says that while they may have nothing in common, he thought RK Bro was a good tag name. So he signed them up for a tag team match. They then beat Shelton Cedric with relative ease. Why did the Hurt Business break up, it says. Poor Cedric. They've lost three weeks in a row, twice in the same match. At least this one was a different match. And by a different match, I don't just mean different opponents, but a different different moves and that in the match. That, that's their role now, isn't it? Forevermore, just just tag team there to make other tag teams look good because they are both good wrestlers, I guess. It is a crime that they've split the Hurt Business up. Hopefully this whole T-Bar and Mace thing is a ruse on MVP's part and then they get them back in there. Although I don't know how that, uh... would, that would work now. I just, I'm, just clutched at so many straws. In my notes for this matchup, though, I've just got written down, knuckle sandwich call from Adnan. He really isn't very good. He's got worse since his debut for me. <laughs> knuckle sandwich. I can't remember who threw the knuckle sandwich, but Adnan called it a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> is the, he really is Mr. Like Mr. 50s, isn't he? Yeah. Ah, a knuckle sandwich, eh? Uh, it's a it's a PS6 brawl here tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put him up, he said. Put him up. <laughs> what was those classic ones? Was a big brawl starting? I forget which territory it was, but they say, oh no, Katie, bar the door. It's a brawl. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of Adnan's a man stuck like... <laughs> Finn's, Finn's getting all the references. Yes. Yeah. Yes. More Chuck Berry. More. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he hit him right in his dingerling. Yes. This is perfect. <laughs> oh, good. Good. He's giving him a big bobbin. All right, enough of that. Uh, Shayna Baszler left, left. Oh, no, actually, go back to the 50s. Uh, Shayna Baszler lectures Nia and Reginald backstage, saying that they need no more distractions. She leaves, and Angel Garza delivers flowers to Nia. Nia oh. is pleased before launching them at Mandy Rose. I actually like that bit. That was funny. That was, she just walked past her and just went, bye. It was fantastic. Put them in water. Uh, Female be dog. Yeah. <laughs> Nia and Shayna then team with Rhea Ripley to take on Asuka, Lana and Naomi. Mandy and Dana get revenge, throwing a bucket of water over Shayna, which Nia then slips on. Too much hilarity. <laughs> Nia still wins, though, pinning Lana. Raw is a pantomime, lads. It's a kid's pantomime. We've got people chucking tomatoes at other people. We've got Riddle being like Riddle is. We've got Dana and Mandy, who shouldn't be laughing at anybody, laughing at everybody because, you know, he ran away a couple of weeks ago. And then Widow Twanky, Nia Jax herself, <laughs> falls over in the water. That's a word I haven't heard for a while where that came from. Wow. Widow Twanky, who, by the way, Americans, I don't, do Americans have pantomime? Do they it strikes pa- me as a very British thing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if other cultures saw pantomime, they'd be like, what the hell is this? If we were going to call anybody from WWE the actual sort of Widow Twanky, it would be Vince, wouldn't it? Who's the Buttons? Buttons is Hello, my... boys and girls. Michael yeah. Cole. Yeah. Oh, no. Because <laughs> no, Buttons is likeable, isn't he? Buttons the guy you feel sorry <laughs> oh. for. Buttons is Daniel Bryan circa 2013. Right. Yeah. Likeable, held down. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. No, down to earth. 
Yeah, Twang is just a bit of a, you know, a bit of a Vince McMahon from the Attitude Era. Yeah. Ross, you're saying Raw is like a pantomime. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> oh. oh, yes, it is. Uh, get the puppet out. Well, get completely on some. Oh, right? yeah, you know, yeah. You know, all this talk of Raw being a pantomime and ridiculous, all these stupid characters. I mean, I, cu- I couldn't disagree enough with this assessment that you just <laughs> said. Have either of you been to a pantomime? I've not been since I was a kid. I mean, I've not been since I was about seven, maybe. I mean, that's yeah, when I was, you, you I was just wondering if anyone, anyone had like a younger cousin or something that they'd been that they'd gone along with. Because I'd just love to go to like, one now. Eighteen-year-olds going like, "Oh, let's go and down one spoons, <laughs> have a couple hours, <laughs> then get ourselves out to the theatre royal." Bit of pantomime. <laughs> Is that a gap in the market? Adult pantomimes. I don't know. There must be adult pantomimes, surely. It sounds like a London thing. I bet there's a London thing. Yeah. Like Rebel Bingo. I think I remember. I think a friend of a friend who was on Twitter posted one time that they went to see the Chuckle Brothers, but they, as an adult, went to see Chuckle Brothers. I think they took their kid to see it or something. Anyway, an adult was at the Chuckle Brothers play pantomime, a play, and uh, they did this bit where they throw stuff at the audience and they come like really close and they think it's throwing toilet paper or something. And then Barry Chuckle went up to this guy, and went, "You're a bit old to be here, aren't you?" And the guy apparently replied, "I could say the same to you." <laughs> so Barry threw toilet paper right in his face. <laughs> I've spoken about this before on the podcast, I think, Matthew, years ago. Wait, the... before you phrase it, remember that we're not going to say yeah. All right. <laughs> the incident where Paul Chuckle got a shaving foam pie and proceeded to put it in my mother's face. For a kid, that's the dream, that. Because I, 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 had, I had a tip off earlier on in the night. So I heard the people behind saying, oh, apparently if you sit on the end of the row, that's where they'll come and attack you. So I was like, ma'am, can we switch seats, please? She was, like, <laughs> she was like three in. And then Paul, Paul comes down with a shame foam pie and just goes, Wah! right me ma'am's made up face. Oh, uh, livid. But of course, the, the, the pie is supposed to resemble a cream. Yep. Delica- delicacy. A stupendous confectionery. Which ended up all over me mam's face, so that would allow me to say that Paul Chuckle did that to me mam. Often Ross phrases this in a amusing way, but we're <laughs> scared. But we're scared to now. <laughs> yeah, we should just appeal the curtain back even further. Three of the previous five podcasts before we started talking like children's TV presenters were demonetized because apparently we spoke about horrible, horrible things. So we're being extra careful about our language, and yeah, that's just there's a conspiracy. I don't understand. Yeah, something's going on. There's not fans of the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if it was Paul. There's that guy who said that thing about me years ago. Demonetize him. Claim him every time. Alexa Bliss is in a playground. Oh, here we go. Here we go from strength to strength. And claims that Lily is getting restless. Maybe it's time to unleash her on the rest of WWE. So is Bliss just the fiend now? What's happened to him? Is the puppet now going to feud with someone? I don't know. I mean, I think we've established that W just borrows everything that we do, clearly. Uh, everything is better with puppets. Apart from this. What do you think, Jack? Well, if you're Bray Wyatt, you've got to be fuming. Because you've lost at WrestleMania just on a whim, just because Vince fancied a surprise. <laughs> and when we'll change the result of that match, and it's left you with nothing to do. So... He's just forgiven both Bliss and Orton, has he? For betraying him and for setting him on fire. It was he even on this episode. I don't even think he was on this episode. He wasn't on this episode. The Firefly Funhouse on the week before, but I don't know what they're doing. It's a, it's a complete mess, isn't it? He said he was going, not back to basics, but back to somewhere. 
Okay. Back to the future. I don't know. But this is <laughs> this is more shades of Panto, this. The way that she was like, if you just close your eyes and start chanting Lily, Lily, <laughs> Lily. Audience participation once again from Raw. It's, it's, it is pantomime. But then I, I, I started doing it, mate. Did you start doing it watching the second? <laughs> no. Oh, God, I, I, I cacked my pants, I did, when Lily came on the screen. They got... They got me good and proper, they did. <laughs> uh, oh, dear me. Gee. Yeah, they go, Lily, Lily. And then they cut to your TV screens. The Thunderdome. It's like, what are we watching? Oh, but the jump scare, though, Matthew. The jump scare was oh, the big. Jump, it, was a, it was a jump scare. Yeah. I don't even remember it. Was shouldn't, it be allowed, shouldn't be allowed to have that on Raw. Scary. I know. Well, that's, that's the thing, Matthew. It's like, if I was saying, I'll pretend to be Alexa Bliss. Hey, like, hey, it's hey, like... Hey. Oh, you can make Lily become a real thing, Matthew. Close your eyes, Matthew. Matthew, close your eyes. Now start chanting, <laughs> Lily. <laughs> Lily. 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 Oh, that's going to annoy so many people. <laughs> I was so, I'm sorry to everybody, but that's exactly what we went through on this week's Raw. <laughs> It's such a furious show. <laughs> the furious. <laughs> there's there's a there's a, a, a selection of people who don't watch Raw and watch us just Sorry. and watch us just because they don't have to watch Raw, so they won't have a clue what was coming there. And to those people, I apologise. <laughs> That's a new hey. version of the. Hey, watch this video, this advert that was banned. Oh, you never believe what happens when this car gets the top of the. <laughs> Oh, oh, lads. I'm very easily impressed. That, that advert... Oh, there was an advert that traumatised me as a child. I must have mentioned it. The Carlsberg one. Which one? This bloke... Right, he's... This, this like, Scandinavian bloke's driving a big lorry of Carlsberg. And he stops. He breaks down and he stops at this house and he goes in. He's like, can I use your telephone? And this little old woman comes out and she's like, yes, come inside. And then he goes in and uses the phone, and then he goes, may I use your bathroom? And she goes, yeah, it's through there. And then she set a trap door, and he falls through the floor. She covers it up, presumably leaving him there forever, and then goes back, and the joke is, Carlsberg, the Danes don't want it to leave. (sighs) That traumatised... I used to leave the room when it came on. Horrible. Horrible. Anyway... (laughs) If we, if, we were, if we were doing this podcast about a year ago, I'd have said something there, but I know I can't say it now, so let's just move on. Okay. Yeah, how tempting I was just to go yeah. wait for the best moment and then, and then the trap door and then just go, ah, like that. But that's just <laughs> the urge. Uh, Braun faces Drew in the main event, but MVP and Lashley show up to try and stop Braun winning. Hang on, what else and- about Charlotte versus Mandy? Yeah, Most yeah. important bit of Raw. Well, I mentioned it in an earlier bit saying that later on, the referee officiated Charlotte's win over Mandy. But what? go on, what, what happened? I've got nothing to say. I was just, I've got my written down <laughs> in chronological order, my notes here. But I like how Charlotte's being more psychotic and hopefully it builds to her going into a, the loony bin like her dad did in WCW. And Scott Hall shows up and they don't mention him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's going to win the title. That's got mm-hmm. legs. Yeah, I'll say that about Charlotte. At least she's playing a bad person now rather than a good person. Because exactly like the young books, they're both saying exactly the same things they used to say as goodies, but now the baddies and it works so much better. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mace and T-Bar also show up. <clears throat> Not in the loony bin, but that'll be happening in three months' time, I imagine. Distracting Drew and costing him the match. Oh. Lashley now has to defend this title against both Strowman and McIntyre. Oh, what's going to happen? So, Mace and T-Bar are working for the Hurt Business. But MVP claims they're not working for the Hurt Business. But they keep showing up when the Hurt Business are out there, so they're working for the Hurt Business. So by costing Drew, they make Bobby's defense harder because it would have been a singles match if Drew won, but since Drew lost, it's now a triple threat. How does any of this make sense? It turns out that not what I gathered from it is that they're not working for the Hurt Business and it's all been pure coincidence and MVP was telling the truth. Which again, yeah. makes, which also makes no sense because why were they coming out every time to help Bobby? Yeah. Yeah. The nefarious evil MVP told the truth and didn't lie about anything. Yeah. yeah. It, none of it makes sense, no matter which way you look at it. I guess we'll find out next week what the definitive answer is. Maybe. No, Hopefully. No, no. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Hope, it was a good. I enjoyed the match, though. It was like, you know, Braun Strowman going back to sort of 2017 Braun Strowman where he would do like impressive feats of athleticism. Just because he can. I enjoy that Braun Strowman. We didn't push him over big funny things like Mason T-Bot. Beautiful. He made history though, lads. I've got the stat here. Oh, I saw it, yeah. Braun became the first superstar in the history of WWE, WCW and ECW to compete in televised singles, tag team and handicap matches all in the same night. Wow. Hmm. Mm. Triple duty, sort of. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's going to be like, Braun will be go down in history in a, two weeks' time as the lowest drawing WWE champion. <laughs> uh, NXT. Mercedes Martinez beats Dakota Kai by DQ after Raquel Gonzalez interferes and beats her down. But like we said, she's playing with the house's money as she avoided retribution. So well done, Mercedes. Yeah, definitely. She was impressive here. Yeah, like the... the- 
when Dakota Kai did the leap and knee thingy and then she reversed it into some kind of thingy and then she was doing different kind of throw thingies. Adnan, is that you commentating? <laughs> Bye, no, Jove. Not the sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> what ho? <laughs> you know at the start of live events when they announce they welcome the commentators, the commentators do a little entrance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his is on a penny. I'm not doing the Vaud villains. I was going to say he's on a penny farthing. Yes, is a guy on a piano. <laughs> Play me off, Johnny. Oh, ready for some damn busters tonight. Um, <laughs> we, we get a grizzled young veterans promo, and James Drake actually talks. Get in. Manifest, Hi, lads. Manifest. What were we speaking about last week on the podcast? Just saying, yeah. James it, Drake never talks. It's a shame it's not a rhyme, though. It should have been a rhyme. Like you should have been, I've written one down here because I was I was this. Have you, Ross? Why don't you share it? We don't like Lee, and we don't like Carter. The titles are coming home, just like Puffy Varta. Wait, Puffy no. Varta? Puffy Varta. Bruno. He's I've never seen Puff, Bruno. Puff, it is uh, that's how he calls Puff Daddy. It's Puffy Varta. Oh. oh, Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy had a song called "Coming Home," and the titles would be "Coming Home" to oh. Zach and. Because of England, mm-hmm. it's not That's as good when beautiful. you have to explain it. Like, yeah, have... you tried, but Bruno, my God, what an awful film! <laughs> <laughs> what a car wreck! I, re- yeah. I, re- I put down the first two lines, and I was like, I need something to rhyme with Carter, and the best I could come up with was Puffy Varta. Could you not have put Lee's name last, and then you would have only had to rhyme something with Lee? I could have done that, yeah, but okay, sorry. I'm a bit, a bit of a maverick, me. You know? <laughs> um, speaking of like Borat references or Borat, you know what I mean? Uh, what's he called? Sasha Baron Cohen characters. You know, General Levy, Jungle is Massive, Ali G, from Ali G. That song. I heard his speak. I saw an advert for him on Cameo uh, or whatever, say like advertising his own thing, and it's the first time I've heard his normal voice, and I was heartbroken. This was only yesterday. And I was just scrolling down and it was him. And he went, all right, guys, it's General Levy here. Just check out my cameo. I was like, oh, no. I thought he was Jamaican, <laughs> but he's just from London. <laughs> it was a big shame. It was like when Shaggy, you've ever heard Shaggy talk? He's just an American blow. <sighs> oh, he doesn't talk like he sings? Shaggy. Shaggy. No, no, he puts that on. Shaggy Faber's been broken. Macho Man is one of a kind, literally. Mm-hmm. And have you ever heard Sean Paul speak? Shut up, Paul. Shut up, Paul. Yeah, Gotta does he speak like that? Or? Yeah, he's like he's... He doesn't sound like Adnan. Fight me, little farty, darty, shorty. I'll give it to him. I'm going to give it to him. Sean Paul's really... He really talks like that, doesn't he? I've got no idea. You know what? I think, I think it's does. all lies, Jack. You've, you've ruined us. No, 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 no. Sean Paul's real. <laughs> No, I don't think he is. The undercard's not, but the main event's still the main, real. That, there we go, yes. <laughs> Sean Paul, a few years ago, played the, I forgot the name of it, the Telly West Arena. What's it called? Uh, the Utility Centre. Oh, whatever it's yes. Called now. Utility, utility Centre. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> is it they, utility they sell hammers. It was, like, it was like up the tier, up the side, it was like 80 quid for a ticket. I was like, Shani, oh. for Shawnee Paul. <laughs> for like the year 2017 or something like that. If, if you brought up Blue Cantrell with him, then fair enough. Oh, but, what a song oh. that is. Oh, yes. Breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, Thatcher mentions the UK fans chant, shoes off if you hate Gibson. Champa takes a shoe off and attacks the pair. 
who eventually run away. As a lifelong Timothy Thatcher fan, I hated this. He said oh, really? it's so unconvincing, trying to go, come on, lads, let's sing. Like, that. that's not what Thatcher does. That's what American sports fans are like in general, though. It's not his fault. It's just because he's American. It doesn't come off as authentic. You ever watched American football? Like, American, sorry, soccer fans. Like, the Portland Timber fans with a massive log. Yeah. <laughs> let's score a goal and cut a bit of the log off yeah I've seen the, I've seen the compilation where there's, it keeps coming back to that one I think he's a Seattle Sounders fan and he's just like the leader of the ultras and he's getting them to all chant along with him and he's going fight and win uh-huh. and it was fight and win come on Seattle there's also you're not singing over there. It's so bad. Yeah, it's, oh. it's not it's not Thatcher's fault. It's just the fact he's American. They can't do it. They don't understand. Yeah. In, I've recently learned that in like American football and stuff, the fans will sit, they'll mingle. The away fans, there's not an away section. They're just in amongst it. Like that's, that's crazy. Like that, that fake derby in Liverpool, eh? That fake Merseyside <laughs> derby where they can mingle together, eh? <laughs> well. <laughs> I live with a Liverpool fan and he's not, he does not like the Ev, as he calls them, the Ev. The Ev have got no money and we're all on, I can't say that. You've never, you've, no, 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 no. We're all on the podcast. We'll put that in there. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yes. Yes, that's, I forgot we did that. And we're all on the podcast that goes up our nose. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 that's a different version of the podcast. Oh, you're using, yeah, oh. Mm, let's move chant, on. A chat Liverpool fans do is just to clarify what that was, Adam, partake in the podcast. <laughs> someone, as I as I left work yesterday, someone was doing a podcast right in the middle of the street. <laughs> that could be a mu- that could be many. You know, things. I'll leave. I like the ambiguity there. To be honest with you, and me and my uh, colleague just got a wa- watched it and then carried, you know did the thing where you have to politely walk around them. <laughs> it's right in the middle of the street. You have to walk around as they were doing a podcast, and we were both like. And they didn't even offer any any podcast. <laughs> Shotgun that. Um, Tony Storm cuts a promo about Zoe Stark, and they wonder why the podcast was demonetized this week. And like, I have no idea. And says that at the end of the day, Stark will just be a footnote in the legendary career of Tony Storm. Tony then faces Zayda Ramirez and loses, thanks to the distraction from Stark. Kind of asking for that, really, aren't you? Poor Tony. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think that Tony Storm was merely signed to NXT just so other companies couldn't have her because. I'm not being what, funny. What? I'm not being funny, lads. This was the one to me where it's like you could put anyone in that role. Why does it have to be Tony Storm? Because I'm looking at people on the main roster, for example. There's so many names. And Tony Storm is far superior to them in every single way. Yet this is where she finds herself in NXT. And I don't know if there's, there might be sort of like out the ring reasons with her, I don't know, work visas and stuff. Is stuff I've been exposed to this week. Uh, stuff that... We don't know about this sort of has to be taken into consideration. But just looking at things from a purely wrestling standpoint, everybody, how she finds herself in that situation is baffling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Definitely. I was promised I was promised that it was Tony time. And it's not Tony time at all. The clock is broken. Yeah. A really so impressive because... shooting star press, though. Mm, oh, yeah. that, ooh, scary. Mm. But the one where if she, even if she hadn't moved, she wouldn't have hit it. Tony had to save her a little bit. Halfway um, across the ring, wasn't it? A bit far out. Yeah. Mm. Just a bit outside. But I'm used to, like yourself, Jack, uh, when Tony Storm just didn't lose any yeah. match in the indie scene. 
to she where was, she was, which country she was in. It's like, it's a good chance Tony Storm's not going to... And she was smart. everywhere. Like, you turn up. It's weird. She's one of the ones, right, that I've most noticed. You know how when wrestlers all signed with WWE, their schedules would become so much smaller? It was one of... Tony Storm was one of those ones where if I turned up at an indie show anywhere in the country, there was a chance that Tony Storm would be on the card and would always put on a good match. Like, there was no bad Tony Storm matches. So she's one of the ones that I didn't realise at the time, but, yeah, I'm most missing on outside of WWE. Yeah. I miss when beating her was like pinning Masawa. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just like, oh, yeah, Zoe Stark's beating you. <coughs> oh, and then this other person's beating you. Like, oh. Okay. The next match is Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory. But before that, LA Knight cuts a backstage promo on Indy Hartwell, saying she can come and find him once Dexter Loomis has disappointed her. In the Bayadrome. Yeah. Ever rise, then come along and try to cut a promo, but the interviewer throws back to the arena. Rude. <laughs> so rude. I, th- I think LA Knight's mesmerizing, though, me. Mesmerizing. I was hanging on every word I was watching that promo. He's a bit old school, isn't he? He's got an old school way yeah. about him cutting yeah. promos. Yeah. Buddy, yeah. Yeah. I think he's a very good promo, though. Mm-hmm. Tom Matthew doesn't agree. He's not doing anything. I don't like or dislike him right now because I'm just trying to figure out is this, is this what we're doing now? Is this serious and legit? Were you familiar with him in Impact? Yeah, and I liked him in that because he was slightly slightly self-deprecating and you knew he was at that level. Dummy, right. yeah, still right. resonates. And he was very good. But now he's trying to be too serious. And if that makes sense, like he's saying the same things in a similar way, but he's now almost too serious. Like, yeah, I'm being... So I was like, all right, waiting for the joke to come around. It hasn't come around yet. So I'll give it a few weeks, see how I feel. I, yeah. I thought it was like, I thought what he was saying there was very just a subtle version of that. It was just like, he's still very much the clown. And he's still got big talk, but he can't really back it up, can he? I know he, he, sne- he sneaked a win against... Uh, who was it last week? Was it Bronson? Dexter. Dexter. Um, yeah, he got his jacket ripped up. I still think he's a big clown. Just mesmerising. It's because they're promo, treating yeah. him seriously. The commentators, yeah, LA Knight's really good, like, and, uh, and then he's, you know. <laughs> get the that's one thing was, that's was one that Beth Phoenix there? Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beth, he's some beautiful day. Um, one thing with Stuart, big, a big difference to Nigel, is Nigel always would get behind the heel, but also tell you why the baby face was good. Whereas Wade very much gets behind the heel no matter what's going to happen and doesn't do anything for the baby face. Now I miss Nigel on commentary after that. Mm, that's a really nice good point because Wade's not a bad I like him on commentary someone's just dropped something did you hear that was it Owen no no it was from I'll just give him a text to make sure he's alright but no it's like talking, it from... he's going to drop ye sounded like it was from upstairs he heard mention of Everton and he just lost his mind <laughs> did you hear that what about Austin, that match with Austin Theory? Did we speak about that? I've just gone blank. We, here we're about second. to. That's coming up. Later. That's coming up. Yeah. Yes. During this, Reed was versus... a bit, this was a bit convoluted, so I had to word it in a certain oh, way. Oh, I was spaghetti junction. During Reed versus Theory, Loomis comes down to ringside to follow Indy, but she's not interested anymore, saying he talks too much. Hey, Pause for applause. Yes, that's yeah. my thing. Yeah, yeah. I DM'd her saying cheers for killing my mentions, and she replied, lol. So thank you, Andy. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Bre- breaking news. Uh, Loomis saves Indy from taking a bump off the apron, and Reed wins to become another, sorry, number one contender to Calcano's title. Uh, Candice is stitching up Indy Hartwell here, and I'm not, I'm not liking it. I'm not liking Ooh. it. She's the one, in my opinion, who sent those flowers to Shotzi and Ember from Dexter, just to get it Indy, just so she can keep Indy as her own. 
I was so confused, but how have I not realised that? That makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. Bloody Candice. Who do you think she is, eh? Getting in the way of true love. That Does... female dog. <laughs> we can't say the word, can we? <laughs> that Jezebel. <laughs> More Adnan. More Adnan, oh. yes. That Take a shot every time Adnan appears. Well, we're going to go down this route again. With... <laughs> that Nier Duella. Remember that one yeah. from the yes. podcast from years? What came next? <laughs> <laughs> who knows Drake Maverick and Killian Dane face Imperium with Maverick constantly paranoid about Dane betraying him and joining his old friend Alexander Wolf Dane does not switch sides but Imperium win anyway Drake's trousers nearly came off his button broke his winky nearly came out which would have been totalario um, but yeah call that a high spot in NXT <laughs> uh, Drake, I, uh, Drake's becoming more paranoid isn't he He's watched wrestling before. He's the only wrestler who has watched wrestling before and knows how things happen. Mm. And I like that. I don't blame him. As someone who's been betrayed by Killian Dane myself. Oh, right. I... <laughs> oh sorry. Sorry. No. Um, but it was good. I'm enjoying it. Did, generally, does anyone feel as though NXT might be getting itself a bit more back on track? There's or certain is it just, bits of it, is yeah. It just, yeah. Because I'm finding bit... parts of it really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Have that charm that NXT had years ago. Like Drake, like I think the way, I know Matthew won't agree, but I think the way's got that certain bit of charm that NXT 2015 had. I don't think the way, I'm not, <laughs> for me it's it's like Drake Maverick Day, and, but then you've got the serious bits as well. I think, I feel like it's generally in a bit of a better place now than it was maybe a year ago. Hmm. Well, I watched it this week and last week, so yeah, must be an improvement mm. <laughs> over... No, I didn't because AW was on. And now it's on Tuesdays. I like, oh, I have to watch it now. But it's when you go in with that level of expectation, you can only be uh, not disappointed. Where are we at? Uh, After Dane and Drake. Thank he, you. Cameron Grimes is in a jewellery store buying a very expensive gold watch. He's interrupted by someone with an even more expensive watch. <gasps> it's Ted DiBiase. Th- the good one, not the one who's Senior. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not the one who's currently being investigated for that enormous amount of money. That they- oh, yeah. Forgot oh, about that. Because it wasn't just, it was like a footnote, but then it was just like, no, no, millions we're talking about here. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Grimes is furious. You know what was funny about this segment? No, not Ted DiBiase showing up. Uh, they showed bits where he's like, wow, look at this watch. I've got money. And then Ted DiBiase <laughs> does his bit, and then Ted DiBiase leaves, and suddenly it's night. Oh. This was maybe 30 seconds long. And it looked like it took them 12 hours to shoot it. Oh. Uh, and I'm guessing that probably wasn't Grimes' fault. He was probably on point. Oh, yeah. No, I reckon Cameron Grimes is a perfectionist. Mm. He needs to get that line right. Let me do that again. <laughs> Take two. I'm here to get something nice for somebody. Then the guy goes, hey, you got somebody special? He goes, yeah, I do. Me. It's a good line, that. <laughs> That was good, Ross. I like that. I think he's one of the best things about NXT. Of course he is. He's the highlight. Yeah. I had a very awkward conversation with him at that Wrestling Media Con. Because I was a huge fan. I was like, oh my God, he's so good. He's so funny. He's a great heel. And I didn't realise he was there. And I turned around and he was there and I nearly physically bumped into him. So I had to say something. I was like, oh, I didn't realise you were here. As if I knew him. And he just looked at me like, what? And I was like, are you? And then I had to think of something to say. And I've never felt so... Like and by this point, I'd I'd been around wrestlers and that as well, and I knew what what to say and what not to say, and I found my, out of my mouth. I heard come out, "Are you doing 
Battle of LA this year. And I was like, ah, oh, Jack, why have you talked about wrestling <laughs> to the wrestler? And then he went oh. kind of like, yeah, I am, yeah. And then just turned and walked off. And I was like, I can't blame you, mate. I've never fumbled it so badly. And every time I see him on my screens, I'm like, if he remembers that, he'll think I'm an absolute idiot. Yeah. I love you showing that lovely and awkward story because wrestlers love it if you go, wow, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. You're booked. Oh. <laughs> Good to see you. In England? What, you? <laughs> How did you? Did you fly over? Oh, got to get How, yeah. Over. How was your flight? Was it, okay? <laughs> was it long? Did Are you watch you... Toy Story 3? Are you doing Battle of LA later on in the year? Oh, God. Can I sniff your jockstrap? Shoti Blackheart and Ember Moon are set to face Alia and Jesse Kamir of the Robert Stone brand. Before the match can begin, the champions are handed flowers and chocolates by the ringside crew. Pervert. Oh, sorry, presumably from Dexter Loomis. There we go. Oh, if Ross's theory is correct, presumably yeah, yeah, from Candice good, Lorraine. That's just a theory, a Ross theory. Candice Lorraine and Indy Hart will attack, being them down and causing the match to be called off. Robert Stone celebrates with his team and the women's tag titles in the ring because he's never seen wrestling before and doesn't understand that they're not new champions. There's a lot of nerds in NXT, isn't there? (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay when it's people like Robert Stone because he's not the main event. If Adam Cole was doing that kind of stuff, then then we've got an issue with the nerds. (laughs) (laughs) The nerds. You know the Sorry, I was going to say, have you seen the Simpsons episode where Homer goes back to college and just can't contain his rage at all the nerds and he's in the car and this guy with glasses walks past? <laughs> no! <laughs> if someone the- could do that with Ross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Adam Cole does a sit-down interview and says that Kyle O'Reilly got lucky in their match at Stand and Deliver. He says Kyle will never take his spot as long as he's still an NXT which apparently is forever, by looks of things. Uh, Cole also says that if and when he decides to take back the NXT title, the clock will be ticking for Karrion Cross. O'Reilly is shown watching the interview and looking very Karrion Cross indeed. Thank you for the wordplay. And also like a lumberjack. He's got a new gimmick already. Well, after last, week, last week's uh, Wish.com Orange Cassidy, I'm glad. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know why Adam Cole's back on the next year. He's done everything. He's done everything you possibly do. I'm scared for him if he goes into the main roster, though. He has got little arms. Vince is going to hate him, yeah. Oh. Why is that? Because he was in NXT. That's right. <laughs> if you don't believe us, ask Keith Lee. Wait, what? Oh, just because of the way he's been treated. I thought Keith Lee was... Sh- I thought he'd been shooting. They need to sort that system out. Like, Because obviously... Triple H and his pals are in charge of NXT. Vince and his pals are charged of the main roster. Need more synergy. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it's, it's just synergy in it. It's like, oh, they've built one thing and then Vince McMahon sees something else and then just knocks down everything that's been built. Sort it out, man, lads. It's not gonna happen though, is it? Because can you imagine Triple H and Shawn Michaels going, There's this really good guy from NXT. We you, we think you should you could really use him. And then can you imagine Vince and Brucey e. P sitting there, probably like <laughs> He's five foot seven. Like they're just not gonna. I don't know. I just think like Vince McMahon likes destroying what Triple H creates. Owens <laughs> replied about the bang before the noise. Oh, breaking news! He's put. I put. Did you hear that? And he put. Sorry, that might have been me. Ha ha. Well, awesome. More in the story as it breaks. I'm gonna. But it sounded like it was from upstairs. 
And he's, ta- he's typing. Sorry, I'll yeah. I'll, the call I'll... came from inside the house. <laughs> in a very fast and furious main event, Escobar, Wilde, and Mendoza beat Kushida and MSK. Spot, spot, spot. Move, move, move. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah, yeah. Legado looked vicious. Mm. It was weird, though, because I was thinking it's a weird choice for a main event, but then you realize that, like, for whatever reason, Adam Cole wasn't on site, Kyle wasn't on site, Cross wasn't on site, Bala was on his holidays. Everyone was gone this week, presumably. Mm. I don't know f- for sure. Well, on Raw, AJ Styles and Omos, the tag team t- champions, weren't there. Uh, the Fiend is uh, fiending it up somewhere else. A lot of people not there. So we can speculate as much as possible mm. for the mm. clicks. The band noise, by the way, oh, was... Here we go. Some stuff decided to fall off the shelf in the bathroom when I grabbed something. So Owen knocked it off the shelf. Yeah, no, it decided to fall off. It's I do have that in my, in my place. I'll hear a thump and go, oh, my God, what is that? Mm. Someone's broken in via the, the bathroom. You get the idea of, like, some prisoners are just dug up through wherever, and then, like, finally, this popped up in the toilet. Um, the shelf? Yeah, and it's just... There's not uh, a shelf in the bathroom. No, like, uh, we put the uh, thing attached to the shower. Oh, shower shelf. Might be, might be that. Might be that. Yeah, we've not got what I wouldn't. We've not got what I'd call a shelf in the bathroom. Oh. Do you have a, a shower caddy? I have a shower caddy. No, I don't a shower know. caddy. How does that work? Yeah, you've got like the a glass, golf bag. The glass thing there. It's called a shower caddy. It's just like a metal thing you hook onto the the glass panel. What's it called? The shield. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dernan. What is Dernan. what's that called? It's like yeah. a, it's like a new age. It's what's replaced the shower curtain, isn't it? I want the the alternative to the shower curtain, the shower glass, which is yeah. There. You, you just hook it on, and it's it's called a shower caddy, and that's where I keep my my shower gels, and my sh- my hair shampoo, <laughs> and my body shop face soap. Oh, this mm. is very reminiscent of that program. This is my house. When mm. they go around telling you, be good on that. Do you have a, a a shower curtain or a shower glass? We've got glass. Oh, Matthew? Shower glass, nothing <laughs> shower but the best. Go, three shower glasses, eh? <laughs> that can't be too common. No no, no cares for privacy in this in this podcast. My, I, I, much, I much prefer a shower curtain, lads, I've got to be honest with you, because it does keep the water in better than the shower glass, because as we all know, the shower glass only goes so far. Mine only goes less than halfway across the bath. My mum and dad have got a... They've got neither a shower curtain nor a shower glass. They haven't got doors, have they? Don't tell me they've got no, doors. No, no, no. It's... So they've they've recently redone the bathroom. Or, when I say recently, about a year and a half ago, but I've only been to see them, like, once since then. So the the shower is now round a corner, and it's just a walk-in. It's bizarre. Ah. Uh, but it it's a full-on shower room. No, no, it's not a room. It's just part of the bathroom still, but it's like rounding its own little alcove out of the view of the rest of the bathroom. So it's it's mad. It's good, though, the quality of the shower. I was blown away. But it felt wrong. It felt wrong not closing or shutting anything behind you when you went in. It was weird. The, N- the NXT <laughs> main event was good this week. NXT main event was so good, we didn't spend any time on it whatsoever. Yeah, it was fun. Fast, we should fast ask people. them. We should DM those lads, the MSK lads. I think one of them follows me and goes, do you have a shower curtain or a shower caddy? <laughs> That's the, we should come to the podcast each week having asked a wrestler, shower curtain or shower... The mo- most boring glass. questions possible. <laughs> what, what do you have in your meal deal? Hey, oh, oh, that's I, a shot fired at the Jackmate podcast there. I got oh, an so, update. Oh, sorry. 
Certain, pe certain people might be asked about that video I did over Christmas where I DM'd all the wrestlers and did that YouTube trend. Oh, yeah. I got a reply a week ago from one riddle of uh, Raw, and I think I, I sent them a message which was something like, do you fancy getting stoned and eating yogurt? I think was the, the message I sent them. And he replied on the 18th of April, <laughs> after I sent that, must have been halfway through December, he put, every day of my life I fancy that, bro. There it is, verified. If he'd done it two days later... It'd be yeah. so much more appropriate. Yeah. Never mind. There we have it. Either he so doesn't that... get any DMs whatsoever, or he just spent an entire day going through all of them. Um... Is that two replies that you've got in total now? Two replies. One from Mojo, one from, from Riddle. Good old Mojo. I won't worry too much about him having his time replying. He's got a lot to deal with right now. Mm. Like the fuse, drink the booze, AW Dynamite. Hangman Page comes out for the opening match against Brian Cage, but is jumped by Team Taz during his entrance. The Dark Order make the save, but the ambush to take its toll on Hangman, who loses to a dominant Cage in just five minutes. Mind got. I was rather Ooh. shocked when I saw this, but then I reminded, no, wait, Matthew's storytelling. He's been attacked. Right. You know, he's, if he hadn't been attacked, what would have happened? Tune in next week to find out. So I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. Yeah, I was, I was, I was shocked as well. But yeah, if you take into account the old attack at the start of the thing, which, by the way, I was happy to see because finally Team Taz are doing something proactive rather than reactive. Eh? <sighs> Bloody hell! Although I was let down by um, Hook's attire this week. He came out looking like that fella who was on the bicycle on SmackDown in like 2011, who became Sin Cara. I've forgotten his name. Hunico. Hunico. Is that the one? I think so. Bring, so you bring. think Hook, Hook should wear less clothes? No, you should uh, wear more clothes like last week rather than this Oh, week. I see. I was going to say, like, half a Twitter would agree with that. What, hooky drip drip is what we're after, I think. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> That's a surname. Half a Twitter would also... No, 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 no. But the I... Young Bucks beat the Seidel brothers while healing it up, including the Bella's twin magic and a Johnny Cage punch to the nether regions. There we go, a timely reference. Mm. Matt, Jackson. <laughs> Matt Jackson is a poundland Seth Rollins. <laughs> Go on. The jacket. He's just nicked his jacket, hasn't he? Oh, he's got right. The, he's got the beard there, and he's got the, the same, similar kind of long, dark hair. But uh, yeah, Poundland, Wish.com version of Seth Rollins, Matt Jackson. That's a controversial statement. But, uh, yes, it is. Say more. I think Rick Knox needs to be um, sacked by All Elite Wrestling. Because <laughs> he, is, he is a terrible, terrible referee. Uh, not just like in the kayfabe of things, obviously, by what we see, just you know, in the storytelling and whatnot. Because tag team matches in AEW never, ever follow the rules. But this one, he always has a, a fantastic knack of looking the wrong way at exactly the right time, does Rick Knox. But this week, with a, a Matt and Nick Jackson twin magic spot... And then when he realises what's happened, he still does nothing about it. Something needs to be done about this. That is unacceptable from Rick Knox. Unacceptable. Rick Knox is a nerd enabler, is what he mm. is. He's a friend of the nerds. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's a nerd himself, but he's certainly... An, what, what do they call? An ancillary member of the oh. nerds. He's, a he's the retribution <laughs> to the young books. Her yes. business. Yeah, a bit silly. I do. They were still pushing the narrative. I've got like a. Um, I think it was Escalibur said that the Young Bucks have always been confident, but the way they carry themselves now is disgusting and needs to go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly. It's exactly, it's the, exactly same. the same. <laughs> 
Uh, but the beat, the, the beat oh, away sauce, sorry, that's the difference, lads. That's the one we need. The beat away sauce. Beat away sauce. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, cl- a trendy clothes brand to where where fat men like me can't shop because no outfits, and I thought of ASOS. ASOS have got a big and tall range. Have they? Oh, I'll have to go there then. I've never, I've never. No, what is it? It's certain. You know, ASOS is just like a collection of things. I think that some of them have a big and tall option that I have to be careful. Not a tick, because I'm not tall. But yeah. I was going to say, I can relate to all of this, lads. <laughs> uh, SCU come out afterwards and remind us that the next time they lose as a tag team, they're splitting up. You remember? A year ago? Uh, they insult the books and then new bad attitude and are ready to challenge them for tag team titles very soon. Ooh. I've just got written down on my notes here. <laughs> I, I was watching AEW late last night, right? And I've got written down, Matt Seidel's reversal out of the Meltzer driver into a double thing was Ross Tweddle's move of the week. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> Spring up a graphic at the bottom of the ding. What I written that down for? It was good though. <laughs> oh, I mean, this this did a good job of helping uh, the Sadal brothers. Uh, people we know that have, they exist. We will have to remember next week, Matthew, to ask him what his move of the week is for, the, for next week. <laughs> Ross, what move? <laughs> It's so sad, isn't it? It's so sad. I've literally got written down there. Was Ross Twelve <laughs> move of the week? Your, your, my, your names move of the week. Just to verify. I don't know if I'd be able to do this. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh. Matadol's reverse of the Melter Driver into a double thing was <laughs> Ross Twiddell's move of the week. It's official. <laughs> Thank you for typing that out. Let me get that. Oh, oh, here we go. Beautiful. Next up is Penta versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, Alex Habrahantes tries to distract the best friends by again insulting Sue, but this time it backfires. He's thrown at the ring, the referee is distracted, or the chances there, Ross, and Cassidy nails Penta with a microphone assisted orange punch for the win. See, this is the level where the young buck should be on Alex Habrahantes' level. He's a nerd doing nerdy things, but he's not in the main event, therefore it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy Alex. He showed Dwayne Leverock levels of catching prowess with the glove early on in the match. It was incredible. That's a reference I was hoping Jack would get, but I don't think he has. Dwayne. Dwayne Leverock. Leverock. 2007 Cricket World Cup. Was it a famous catch? Yeah, he's a big Damn. fat, big Obviously fat not that man. Famous. You know what? I'm not. I'm not that big. On, I'm not that big on one day cricket. That's a shame. I'm sorry. The reference has died. Sorry. Um, I will say that uh, if the Young Bucks would did more nasty things, then maybe... I've just thought of another wrestling catch that I've seen recently that I was impressed with. You know the, you know when Brian Pillman's pretending he's got a broken arm and Sergeant Slaughter throws him the microphone and he catches it with his bad arm? That's a good catch, under pressure, live on Monday yeah. Night Raw. So, Jack, was that Jack's <laughs> catch of the week? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, oh, Dwayne Lev, sorry for not knowing Dwayne Levrock. Trinidad and Tobago was it? I do believe I've forgotten right. which nation he represented, but he's a big, a oh. big fella. Who's the guy at the minute plays for the West Indies? Cornwall. I've got no idea. Not he's a, like a six foot four, three hundred pound. I'm not trying to describe a wrestler. He's a huge, he's a huge, huge man, and he just does spin bowling. It's really funny to watch. A big cast. 
He's six foot four. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, teach Battle of the Wrestling. In the opening stages of this oh, match, no, all the posing and stuff. Bermuda. Was, is it Bermuda? Begging is it a Carson. diving catch in the slips? Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Don't worry. Sorry if you get me, me Bermudas and Trinidad and the Tobago's mixed up there. Mm. What am I like? Yeah, but uh, I couldn't help but think at the start of this matchup. Imagine if this was like in the era of no crowds. This matchup at the start with all the posing and the, 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 fan, the, the pantomime of it all. The fan interaction bit. I couldn't get it out of my head. How thankful I am for fans being back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree yeah. as well. I agree with that. I like this match. I liked, because I like Pentagon at the best of times. Love him. But last week was like the setup match to this. So it was almost like the pay per view bit, like blow off match. But I guess I'm not getting that. So I like them going all out. I like Orange Cassidy being 100% pulp. Sometimes he's just some pulp. This time he was all pulp. And that worked well. I reckon he almost made Jim Ross's heart pulpitate Ooh. because there's that bit where Penta just kicked him several times in the head and then <laughs> a destroyer as well. And Cassidy got just straight back up and did like the beach break into a pin and it didn't phase him whatsoever. Jim Ross must have been doing cartwheels on commentary. But I, th- yeah, I, th- I thought it was the pro- a nice proper blend of silly stuff that would be otherwise known as sub- silly something else in podcasts gone by yeah. and proper entertaining wrestling action. Yeah. I think Jim Ross was just like snapping pencils at the desk after seeing the twin magic spot in the Young Bucks match. He's like, maybe this match would be better. Orange Cassie came out and goes, never mind. I was going to say, have you ever seen someone do what Penta did to Orange Cassie where he caught him in the, the gorilla press and the suicida? I've never seen that before. That was really impressive. I think I've seen it, but I can't say where, <clears> but it was very nice seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Analysis. Analysis. That was second place in Ross. No. <laughs> Move of the week. <laughs> hey. I've got the, the, the Harry Hill <laughs> Ross Twerdell's move of the week. I, I don't think it was, but it looked there for a second because I turned away and looked back. It looked like Ross had just sipped from a pina colada or something next to him. Oh, oh it's just right. Okay. I've, 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 it's, it's becoming a dirty habit of mine. It's just picking up these monster cans of just death. Oh. Like you drink one of those too quickly. It must be, must be a thing with age because I was speaking to Adam about it a while ago. He's at a certain age where he can't have a can of monster without getting like... <laughs> Like, oh, really? Like Beavis and or Butthead, but I'm getting that way. I need to drink a can of Monster over like a period of six or seven hours. Yeah, eat Just it to out. avoid a... Yeah, shock on a monster sounds like a... But you should only shock on monsters in Doom. Yeah, um, <laughs> doing it in real life doesn't sound like a good idea. But I now... I used to drink one of them every day for years. Oh. I, I couldn't I couldn't survive without one. I'm not like that anymore, but I did an unexpected night shift. It was called in last week's podcast. And like an overnight shift. So I was like, all right, well, I'll need one now. And I hate it because if you get it built up, it's fine, I guess. But when you don't have one for months and then you have one, God, it takes ages to get rid of it out of your system. Yeah. So just say no, kids. Uh, the pinnacle and inner circle meet in the ring instead of the blood and guts match. Sorry, ahead of, I should say, the blood and guts match next week. Tony Schiavone is there for the coin toss to decide which team gets the entrance order advantage. But Sean Spears slaps the coin out of his hand. Uh, probably because he needs it uh, for later on. Spears, <laughs> he, he's not very good to be fired. Uh, Spears says the Pinnacle should get the advantage because they were lured into this match and insults Sammy Guevara. Sammy replies by saying that the Pinnacle can have the advantage. He's so fired up, he wants to start the match and run through everyone. Including the popcorn man. The popcorn man, the boom mic operator. On Everything. a goat! On, On a, a goat, goat in a boat. Yeah. Uh... 
FTR are next, and Howard cuts a promo on Proud and Powerful, telling them to warn their children that they oh. won't be coming home after the match. Mate, Dax his, Howard. His promos are unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's one of the few wrestlers in the world today who just feels like he's actually speaking like he would, but in just a, a slightly more threatening way rather than cutting a wrestling promo. It yeah, was so good. Sense, yeah. And Sandra Ortiz almost snap, but they stay calm for now. MGF puts over Jericho and how important he was for the start of AEW, but says he looked tired from carrying that load. It's time for MGF to put Jericho down and take his spot for good. Jericho talks up his years of experience and the ability of his team, saying that the pinnacle earned for a world of pain and violence. He said also, sorry, I forgot to put this in. He Go said on. some sort of metaphor that didn't quite work. He said like, 69, like 69 was the summer of love. Well, 2021 is going to be the summer of pain and misery for you. And this match happens just before the summer. <laughs> wait, more? wait, you see there, Jeff? You see, you, you're actually blind there, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even wear your glasses, Jeff. <laughs> I felt so bad for Sean Spears in this segment, though. Because the way that Sammy just pulled his pants, Sean Spears gives it the big one at the start, and then Sammy goes, well, you've been a failure from start to finish. Oh, and you filmed that other place. You're just a massive <laughs> failure, Sean Spears. A massive failure. I was like, oh... Poor Sean yeah. Spears. Sean Spears was in character and when <laughs> this is all, we've been lured into this match and blah, 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 kayfabe. And then Sammy Guevara went, you're not actually very good, really. <laughs> yeah. In kayfabe and shoot, you are not very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. This was good, but I, they're like, okay, this thing's been on the pot for a while. It's simmering, it's boiling, it's making that noise. It's like, all right, can we have the match now? Yeah. Apparently, though, I saw somewhere next week, it's not actually... Because they dropped that line in commentary last week saying it was a one-match event. But apparently that's, that's yeah. just for the live crowd or something. And they've pre-recorded all the other matches that are happening on the card or something. No, I don't know. Or maybe yeah. it's the other way around. I That'll saw make something sense, like that, yeah. yeah. And fans will be... Uh, refunds will be... There'll be some sort of refund option for those who didn't realise as well. Oh. Mm. It's nice of them. Uh-huh. I would take the money anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. I was take not satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's before the show. I'm not sure about the term, the T's and C's. I was going to say, K's. if Jericho's there and they do the promo beforehand, I wonder it'll be a one thing for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier in the night, we see the Elite in a limo talking about Kingston and Moxley and also Omega's impressive win over Rich Swan. No, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> um, Omega can't be bothered fighting them again. And says Kingston can wrestle Michael Nakazawa tonight instead because Michael Nakazawa, they go, we're not scared of them. And he actually presses the horn and they all go, ah. And that's supposed to make us uncool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we get the match, but Kingston isn't interested in wrestling Michael Nakazawa and who blames him. And calls out Omega. Kenny distracts Kingston while Nakazawa attacks him with a laptop, but Eddie easily fights him off. Kenny calls for his other goon, Brandon Cutler, but Moxley arrives to beat him up. Moxie and Eddie subdue Omega and threaten to break his ankle unless Don Callis gives them what they want, a tag match against Omega Nakazawa <laughs> next week. What? Callis agrees. Why did they want a tag match against him? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't make much sense to that. Did, yeah, just looking for positives though. I like the way Kenny doesn't care about Brandon or Michael Naka Naka Nakazawa because yeah. who else does, to be fair. Um, and I like the way that Eddie said sports entertainment, rubbish. <laughs> Eddie was calling that segment. <laughs> And he also tweeted saying, really sorry, guys. Don't know why I said the word bro. That's yeah. so 1995. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Chris Statlander beats Penelope Ford. Sorry, Penelope Ford. Even Hello. after an attempted distraction from Kip Sabian. 
which Orange Cassidy prevents. It's probably the reason why. Kip finally bumps into Miro backstage and is savagely beaten up. But then after beating him up, Miro says he forgives Kip and it's very sinister. Awesome. Lovely. A good usage of Kip. They should do this every week. They should have him beaten up every week. <laughs> yes. Break his arm in a door every week. Yeah. And his interview is like, well, how do you feel about tonight? Oh, I think it'll be good, be good. And then you'll just turn around and there's there's Wardlow. It makes you wonder what Kip's going to do now, though, doesn't it? Because like, Miro's Sign off on. to the proverbial moon. <laughs> you, you, what are you like, eh, Matthew? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I feel like you'll always have a position with Penelope as like the heel mid-card couple that everyone hates. But you remember the first singles match in AEW history was him versus Sammy Guevara. And look at Sammy. Sammy's going to be flying. And it's just a bit of a shame for Kip. Kip won, didn't he? I think Kip did win, yeah. Wow. Oh, he's not they, winning now. They did like a million moves in that match. I remember burned everyone out before the main show. <laughs> and luckily, AW learned from that and never had... Oh, <laughs> uh, QT Marshall and his boys, uh, the, they call themselves Applegeddon, take they on call, Billy they Gunn. Do have, they do have a name, actually. Sorry, I forgot. The Factory. It, the Factory, yeah. Yes. <laughs> just a factory. Uh, <laughs> make pegs and stuff. And his boys... <laughs> Take on Billy Gunn, Dustin Rhodes, and Lee Johnson of the Nightmare family. QT's team arrive in Cody Rhodes' tour bus for some reason, which becomes apparent soon. Anthony Agogo isn't officially in the match, but hits a few body shots out the referee's view, which allows QT to pick up the win. Agogo was going on Twitter when someone said, Wow, you 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 punch like uh, Balrog from Street Fighter 2. And he replied, I don't play video games, mate. I'm a grown man. That's why no! I That's not what I'm stuff. saying, for goodness sake. <laughs> I've got no issue I, with people I read playing it on video his games. Tweet, but I, I heard yeah, his voice in my head. Gogo is playing the Undertaker role there. I'm not. I'm my own man. That's where I came from. I like video games. I, I stream Twitch on a Sunday, for goodness sake. You should talk about how much you hate nerds and gaming as you're playing games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy's sons arrive to brawl with the bad guys, and QT bails the Cody's tour bus. Inside is, oh my God, it's Cody Rhodes in his own tour bus. You can he see him. Oh, God. <laughs> you can see him through the glass. Was that, was that on purpose? Because QT yeah. is backing up slowly and you'd think that they'd do a big reveal. Like you'd go, whoa, it's me. But he's just there like, hello, <laughs> just looking through the glass. So in the cafe, in the storyline, did QT steal Cody's bus? Because that's not a thing you should put on national TV, surely, if you want. You borrowed be getting, it. Be getting the authorities involved. Oh. But then, was, it ex- how, well, I, was I thought, Cody just hiding in the bus? I assumed I'd missed something, which would be which would have explained how QT came into possession of Cody's bus. Why does Cody have that bus anyway? Oh, he's busy, man. It's just, just a flex, is it? <laughs> he's a busy boy. Because if res- wrestling has more than one royal family. <laughs> he's got it for when he's going off to do the, the show, the big show, the what's it, the big the show big, show. Oh, the go, No, not the big show show. Go big show. Go big show, go big show, go big show, show And he's going off to, you know, the shops to get stuff for Brandy for her pregnancy cravings and, you know, just take the bus. Yeah. I don't know how QT got the bus. How did you know QT what? I didn't think the there's that many little segments in AEW. I didn't even stop to think about. Yeah, why did QT have his bus? They didn't mention. Yeah, it, it just, he just showed like, up because I got his bus. It. 
He pressed Just in notice. <laughs> Got your bow, sir. Yeah. Weird. I just, I'm, I'm not buying QT Marshall in this role, me personally. I just, Aww. I can't, I can't find myself caring. Like it's funny when he stood there in his in his um, bowling shirt. Like that's funny because he's like a dad. <laughs> apart from that, <laughs> apart from that, it's just like, uh... and then and then Cody locking in a figure four on top of a bus. Because it's on top of a bus. Yeah, it hurts more. It's yeah, like, like, pa- like when Paige locked in a submission on the announce table for extra like, get, a, get a bat. It's a blood feud. He's nicked your bus. Get a bat or a gun or something. <laughs> We've already been told half the story here, haven't we? <laughs> About the bus. Because that's what everyone would do. If, if someone nicked my pen in the office, I'd, I'd lock them in a figure four. <laughs> no, no, you take them up to the, the roof. <laughs> but the my favourite part about this was, like, <laughs> I nearly said, like, at a Hanson concert. I don't know where Hanson came from. But... Like when they're fighting on top of the bus, all the extras run down. Like in the Super Bowl halftime show, when all the extras run onto the field, they're all like, "Yeah, yeah, go Cody!" And I was like, "Oh my word!" It wasn't my favorite Cody segment of all time, and I'm a big fan, but oh dear. Yeah, you know when they do, they do the video package to build up to their big blow off, you'd be like, "And then QT stole the he crossed the line." And then they'll probably explain, like, that's right, when Cody left to go get, um, what does Cody do in his spare time? Get uh, another bad tattoo. Cigars. Yes. Well, cigars is, just, yeah. He's getting a tattoo of his bus on his leg. QT took it. I'm like, oh, is that why? All right. Well, I'd like to know. Yeah, I'd like to know as well. I didn't want to know until you brought it up. Now I need to know. I need to know why Cody has the bus in the first place as well. <laughs> Like why is he? Why has he got that bus with all of that on the side of it? Like Cody Rose. He christened it. He christened it Star Bus. There's just, <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much adrenaline in his soul. Yeah, but Every like, thought, just take out a of step. Control. Just take a step back and think about stuff. Like <laughs> you know, just on, on on paper it might look cool, but like in practice. You're right, Ross. It would be very silly for AEW just to put this out there and expect us to know what's happening with no build-up. Uh, by the way, coming soon, Yuji Nagata will take on John uh, oh, Moxley, yeah. which is like, it was so absurd. They put it out there and say, like, oh, by the way, like, you know, Yuji Nagata. Yeah, Blue He's wrestled guys like Perry Saturn and Glacier, 98. Oh, and then also, he's had some success in Japan again. Also a former New Japan, yeah. Yeah, Champion. but that doesn't compare to those uh, TV title shots. Mm. And yeah, you'll be here. Uh, and there was that nothing, ma- that was it. No, no, invisible door or whatever. Just Is that match just going to be loads of forearms and slaps? And that face he pulls. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe this week's Dynamite was a bit weird because Tony was busy. I believe the Jacksonville Jaguars had the number one pick in the NFL draft last night. Are you saying that this is when the assistant teacher's in? Yeah, The placement yeah, teacher's in and that's it. Oh, mm. Ross is causing a havoc. That's right. Just Ross is being rude for no reason. Who, me? When the, the, before when the teacher pronounced your name wrong. Oh, I see. It's a callback. I see what we're doing. It was yeah, a yeah, rotten yeah. callback. It got the respect it deserved. No, <laughs> no. It's just my monster is wearing off, and I don't want to drink oh, too God. much more. Otherwise, I'll be like, mm. for the rest of the podcast. Oh, the prime, prime bit for Ross. Let's Did anyone hear the, the fantastic call that Jim Ross made? It's, it'll, it'll go down in history as one of the great professional wrestling calls. And it might just be. My call of the week, <laughs> when he called, uh, what he called Nick Camarado, or whatever he's called, Big Nick, Big Tricky Nicky. What do you call him? Nick, the big hairy man. <laughs> 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 I 
He's not wrong. He didn't say it when he sort of like iron in his voice either. It was just like, there he is, Nick, the big hairy man. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that was his note? So you might write on descriptions of who they are. He wrote that down and didn't realise he'd say it out loud. What would they have for QT Marshall? Apple. Oh, he doesn't even have the Apple. QT Marshall, the jobber. (laughs) The supply teacher at the school. Yeah. He used to suck apples, now he sucks eggs. Cody's friend gives me my paycheck backstage. Imagine what they've got written <laughs> yeah, down Do for not Cody. insult QT Marshall, it says here. Just <laughs> Cody, the god among men. <laughs> Americana personified. <laughs> I wish... No, I don't know. Yeah, I do. I wish Cody would turn heel, maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's another one like the books, isn't he? He's, the stuff he's doing is heel. Like, a heel would have a... I know the Lex Express is a thing... But that went well, didn't it? But a heel would get a big bust like that, wouldn't they? Yeah, I'd enjoy Cody being a heel who doesn't realise he's a heel. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe we're all being worked. Yeah, maybe we are. I don't think we are, though. No. <laughs> Every week you watch AW Dynamite, are you under? Am I being worked? <laughs> <laughs> that And you know what? They'll be so proud of that. <laughs> the rest of the yeah. blocks and them. Yes, but we are, exactly we are subtle. Want. We are subtle professional wrestlers. We make, <laughs> we, make, we make you think. We're very deep. We're very deep. Yeah. Like poetry, it rhymes. Uh, Darby Allen defends the TNT title against number 10 of the Dark Order Ethan Page attacks Darby halfway through and a conflicted 10 takes advantage (gasps) but Darby hangs in there and retains the belt Darby and 10 hug it out but Darby and Sting are attacked by Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky afterwards 10 rushes back to chase them off as does Lance Archer but the damage has already been done my god there's a lot of stuff happening in AW yeah they writhe to end the show they're writhing because normally if there's a big chase off the damage hasn't been done, and the people getting beaten up are back up. They're like, yes, but this time the damage had been done. So, you know, we'll see where that... There is a lot. There's a lot of people, isn't there? Yeah, they can't get quite like, hang on, hang on, let me get me notes. Especially if you're Jim Ross, I guess. So what, <laughs> Lanchard is doing something with Sting, but he's not doing something with Sting. Okay, cool. Dar- Darby is just defending the title. Okay, he's made with Sting, right? Okay. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, they've just been watching. So they're acting like Sting, but they're not Sting. They're a tag team. They can't be called a Titan called Sting. It'll be too confusing, so we're not going to call them that. And then everyone's going to run out. Also, the Dark Order there, number 10. And uh, yeah. Ethan Page. Nagata. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are joined with uh, um, Brian Cage now as the hardest men in AEW because they are just the three men who have managed to beat up Sting. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can do it. Even the Dark Order in this match, I know the Dark Order are nice guys and whatnot, but still, they all ran away from Sting. In this match? That's like slamming Andre. <laughs> Sting is like... Matthew, have you ever played Dynasty Warriors? Yeah. You know how your guy's like a foot taller than everyone else and yeah. just not with a big... You just press one button and he goes... <laughs> it's like... That's how I imagine everyone sees Sting when they come up against him. Just an unbeatable like, hero. Like Saruman, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Get just away. slicing the hordes away, yeah. I did like ah. the match, though. I like how they hyped up the Brody Lee stuff before the match, because I, I wasn't really aware of that, like how Brody mm. handpicked him for the Dark Order and all that stuff. And I thought it was an interesting interesting matchup. I read a the, lovely... A large a, baby... Sorry, sorry. sorry. Go on, then. Sorry, no, go on. No, yours was more relevant. No, it wasn't. It was, was. I was just going to say, you have... It's weird seeing the big strong man versus the valiant underdog babyface versus babyface ting, but it did work, didn't it? There's some serious wrestling analysis for you. That was more relevant than what I was going to say. I'm glad that I'm glad Disgusting, that. Ross, what's a serious discussion doing on this podcast? 
have to cut that out. Tell you, writing these notes like this makes you think about stuff. Mm. It does. You, know, you, you are forcing me to engage more than we used to. It used to be like, this happened, this happened, this happened. But we have a video series for that, so let's just move on That's to the, the local it, yeah. Darlow references. But no, they've gone... The pace has changed. So thank yeah, you, Ross. You don't want to... For people who did watch them, you don't want to just repeat what you were saying in those videos, which was a, a weird situation for this, this particular segment in the podcast. Yeah. What was Jack going to say, though? Because I'm on tenterhooks. Oh, just a, I read a thing on Reddit once around the time of the Brody Lee Memorial show about so, someone was saying, like, no offence to anybody, but why is, why is 10 negative one's favourite wrestler? Because it's like his guy. It's like the wrestler that he likes the most. And someone said maybe it's like he sees himself as 10. He's like his dad's mate, like, going into battle with, like, and he's like, they're like, you know what I mean? It was worded very well. And I remember thinking, that makes a lot of sense why maybe, like, Brody Jr. would really enjoy 10. And I like their friendship. You've seen, like, posts about them knocking about and stuff. It's really lovely. So I'm I'm a fan of 10. He seems like a very nice man. And I like how... Because when you take his mask off, I think it was when me and Jack did the AWT not too long ago, we, we learned that he sort of looks like Chris Masters. Oh, what's yeah. His, what's his finishing manoeuvre, I hear you ask? <laughs> it's a bloody master look. I'm going to remember myself what he looks Chris's like. Masters, Chris Masters' son. Preston. Imagine that if 10 was Chris Masters' son. That would be a turn-up for the books. Oh, he's quite... When they unmask him, he's going to be the biggest... Baby face in the world. He's like Chris Masters, but blonde. Four. Aye. Awesome. Chris Masters did a thing recently, didn't he, when he said, like, Chris Masters, are you coming back? Because everybody else, like MVP and Morrison, are coming back, and you around that time. And he said something like, nah, I think I'm blackballed, mate. He said, I've not been asked, and I'm busy oh. with the I'm busy with the NWA anyway. Uh, but he did oh, say... Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But he did say uh, that he just never, they've, they've, they've never contacted him, so yeah. why would he turn him? On that downer note, that was The Week in Wrestling. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, let's have a little old look in the mailbag. All right, lads. Like many, I actually consider myself to be a casual wrestling fan these days. All I tend to watch are the main pay-per-views and the odd YouTube clip from WWE and AEW. No fans in attendance as especially have really turned me off the product, as the live reaction from a crowd really adds the emotion of a match. Hmm, I agree. I obviously still watch Cultaholic content regularly, so I tend to have a good feel about what's going on for if I ever get to really get hooked back into watching week to week. Hmm. However, there are plenty of people out there who have lost interest in wrestling entirely, whether that be because of lockdown, the state, the product, or just other things in their lives taking up their time. My question to you is, what current age match, oh, current age, right, match segment show would you choose to show to a lapsed fan if it was your job to bring them back watching regularly? Thanks for all the work you do. Like many, your content has kept you going through the rough parts of all these lockdowns. I'm looking forward to seeing you all branching out on Twitch. Yours faithfully, Mr. Mo Lester. You absolute... Did that get you? Oh no! <laughs> oh dear! It's been a while since I had one of those funny names. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Mo, M O E, and then you know whatever. Lester like the cheese. Uh, yeah, the cheers, pal. Thank um, you. I was thinking that's a nice question. I'm thinking of the answer, Mister. Oh, okay. Uh, Could you I'll imagine if that was his real name? Oh no! Don't say that, Ross. 
Because I was speaking about my uh, old PE teacher, which I don't think I actually say his name on the podcast anymore. His, his real, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was a supply teacher, but he was like the worst kind. Like he was like a proper like, oh, I'm here now. I'm going to stamp my authority on you mm. little brats. Um, and it turns out his name was Richard D-I-C-K-S. Yes, you've mentioned, yeah. So it was double double Ds there. Mm-hmm. D squared. Imagine growing up with that name. <laughs> no wonder he was a bad teacher. Oh, dear me. But I would go. I would honestly go for SmackDown me today. Has it, got to be, has it got to be a current thing or in the past few years, can it be? I said, I mean, yeah, current, current, current. Thing, yeah. Okay, it's happening right now. Okay, I, w- I would go for a SmackDown episode because I think it's if you're gonna try and get a new fan in, I think AEW with everything that goes on would be way too overwhelming for a new fan. So I think SmackDown strikes that nice point of storytelling with wrestling action with stuff that's quite easy to follow along, but also stuff that allows you to think and make your own mind up. Yeah, that's a good. That's a very good one. I think I would go for AEW. But only because uh, the, there's a live. It's not the Thunderdome, and I feel like the Thunderdome is just odd. But there's there's still like you got your Jericho's, you've got your Billy Guns, you've got people in there who the lapsed fans may recognise and remember. But I agree that some of it they just wouldn't get at all, like the Young Bucks references and stuff. They just wouldn't understand. But Matthew, what you got? What do you reckon? Yeah, I agree with everything you lads have just said. And I would start with Roman Reigns' return last year. Come back mm. as the head of the table, doing his promos, beating up his relatives, making them do stuff. And then making the hot tag and doing one move and getting the pin. I forgot he did that. And all that stuff there that's evolved, his character, moving on to Brian and Owens and Edge, now Cesaro. Yeah. Storytelling. Yay. It's good when Jim- it happens. Jim- when face Roman teamed with Bray Wyatt and he pointed and Roman did the spear that was cool that was a really cool moment wasn't it yeah and that that moment is 15 years old yeah (laughs) (coughs) hello lads thank you for keeping up the entertainment over the past year or so of the pandemic never failed to put a smile on my face especially Ross for giving me hope for curly haired people oh that's nice cut off now yeah I was going (laughs) to say what a week my question this week is simple if you could make any trade between any promotions, what would they be? Mine would be Jay White to WWE for AJ Styles back to New Japan and MJF to WWE for Seth Rollins to AEW. Thanks for all you've done. Alex F. from Chicago. Ooh. Thank you, Alex. Trade. I saw someone... I, don't, I should have researched this before coming on here, but I saw someone in the press this week saying... I think it might have been Daniel Bryan, actually. Who, if he sent Cesaro to New Japan... He'd be heralded as one of the, like the all-time greats, but because he has to be in WWE and has to do things their way, and it's less about the wrestling than it is in New Japan and all that stuff. He's not quite as prestigious on the the, the old totem pole that he might be. So I would go for that one because I think yeah, he would be, wouldn't he? Who would you send from New Japan in the opposite direction? Jay White. Okay. There Evil were rumors. Man. There were rumors once he lost at Wrestle Kingdom this year that he would head somewhere else, but. I was quite relieved he stayed. In fact, no, a good Juice Robinson, actually. Nice. Okay. He would he would fit in well, wouldn't he? I thought you were going to go Naito because you quite like Naito, don't you? I do like Naito. Is he mm. is he missing in a minute, I saw, or something? Um, I've not really been keeping up with it that much, to be honest. You what? I know, I know. What? I know. Oh, I'm really you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've fallen off a little bit with it, unfortunately. 
It's because we ran into trouble covering it on the channel, so like I'm not oh, as yeah. inclined to, which is sad, you know. They've been on the warpath this week, haven't they? Have they? They've been after shutting down Giffers. Oh, well, then Another we've done people. the right thing. Let's not mm. mention them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jay White, people talk about him and stuff, but all I ever see, well, it used to be, I guess they'll be taken down now, but was him doing promos in New Japan, and he, he talks interesting. He's good at promos, do you know what I think? I'm really serious. I'm going to beat you up. Oh, sorry, I thought you were. I thought you were saying... He does, he really, does he usually talk like that, or is that just a bad time? What, his, his voice? His delivery is everything. He's great. I thought he's good. Maybe, oh, okay. you, maybe you S- saw a bad one. Man, eh? Maybe you saw a bad one. But I, I must have like... seen a bad one. Yeah. I, I don't watch you in Japan. So it's just him going, oh, I'm serious, I'll beat you up. It's only just no, like that's just, his, bad that's just his accent. That's just his voice. But, it, but again, the delivery voice. was just like, oh, he's okay. Not to, he's not meant to be scary. He's meant to be like whiny and he's a bit of a Rollins. Oh, oh okay. Right, okay. Thank yeah, you. yeah. That explains it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's not actually trying to be scary. Right, <laughs> No, this isn't fair. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Well, out of context, I'm like, wait, is this guy real? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's very he's very he's not he's more in the Rollins mold than like the Roman. Oh, mold. Yeah. okay, thank you, right? Mm. Thank you, Captain New Japan. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's <a> you. <laughs> Who would you trade? Um. Oh, I'm really trying to think of this. I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see Cesaro go elsewhere, but I'll I'll send Cesaro to AEW, and in return I'll send. No, not MJF because they might, they might ruin him. I'll send Cesaro to WWE uh, to. No, you know what? I will. I'll send Cesaro to AEW, and I'll send MJF to WWE just to see what the storyline is like, just to see the summer of MJF in the build up to him leaving to sign for WWE because that would be the biggest heel thing he could do and I think he'd really make the most of it and it would be really good long term I'm not thinking too sensibly but for the short term that's what I'd do nice I think I'd have Walter show up on Raw Smackdown NXT two or five live main event and if there's time superstars and they can trade uh who wouldn't I miss? Uh, Austin Theory. You can go to NXT UK with the rest of them. So you've sent Walter to the rest of WWE? Yes, to okay. a brand that matters. Right, fair enough. Yeah. Makes sense. That picture they put on social media this week was funny, wasn't it? NXT UK? Like yeah, it was. Yeah. Cut, cut Wall Jason Primate off the side there, because I don't think he counts, but just all the bearded hairy men from, <laughs> from that side of the picture. Just all, just all at the same, don't they? It was a match, Matthew. It yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, they are yeah, right. I mean, half the, I, for a while, three quarters of the ICW like uh, roster were big hairy people with a beard and stuff, and it was like, okay. I think whoever it is, Triple H or whoever, has a very distinct example in their mind of what a hard UK man looks like, and they've signed all of them. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We asked all the questions, didn't we? Oh, who? Yeah. Let's move on. Oh, fair. Uh, I don't think there's a Reese's Pieces this week. Oh, here we go. Hello to all that sail the cultaholic seas. Nice way to start one. Hope you are all well and thank you for keeping the show going through the hellscape of the last 18 months. God, has been nearly a year and a half, hasn't it? In previous episodes of the podcast, you have stated that you think the dropping quality of NXT 
as a result of a change to a two-hour show. I said that. Uh, while I agree this is a factor, I feel there is a bigger issue at play with NXT. Ooh, should be interesting. In the past, NXT has never had to worry about long-term booking. The champ would reign, then lose the title, maybe have a rematch, then move up to the main roster. Now NXT has stopped being a completely developmental system for Raw and SmackDown. Oh, now NXT has stopped being a complete development system for Raw and SmackDown. It has lost its way, and they clearly don't really know what to do now. I used to love Johnny Gargano, but the way is just painful to watch. And right now, the weekly show is falling into the same step as Raw with DQ finishes, distractions, and roll-up wins. So I guess my question is, what would you do to bring back NXT back to its former glory as the best weekly wrestling TV show? Mark from Birmingham. Well, thank you, Mark, for basically summarising what I said, but much better than I could say it, because you're more eloquent. Uh, yeah, how can we make NXT great? Oh, that sounds bad. Uh, how can we improve <laughs> NXT? Uh, Get with everybody who have dodgy conspiracy theories. Unfortunately, I think a big reason is is something that can't be easily undone, which is that they signed too many people too fast. And that meant that whenever they signed more people, they weren't bringing in as big names as they previously were. You know, when they bring in like Bala and Nakamura and Kevin Owens and everyone was like, and Joe, and everyone was like, whoa, these are the biggest names on the indie scene. And now they've got all the big names already or they're in AEW. So I don't know how you fix that really. Because when you've got like, what you know, what's it called? Taylor Rust and the oh. lads. It's not, no offence to him, obviously, but it's not quite the same. So I don't really know the answer. I've got the answer. Okay. Go on, Ross. Less, no, no it's not. It's, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they've, got, they've gone way, if you're going to cover a meter in terms of like gimmicks to straight up wrestlers, they've got the thing too far in the way of straight up wrestlers, like your Tyler Rust and people like that. They've got too many people who are just wrestlers and their gimmick is being good at wrestling. And that, only gets you so far with people like me who enjoy more gimmicky people like give me more give me more Cameron Grimes give me I know it's a weird one but Dexter Loomis at least it's a gimmick at least it's something you can get invested in I know people on this podcast don't like them but I find the way entertaining um, give me less like you know less just straight up wrestlers and more more gimmicks because I think back to NXT in 2015 how stupid it was <laughs> but everyone loved it didn't they all the flamboyant yeah. gimmicks they've just sort of gone away and there's just too many Bore, like, I don't want to say boring wrestlers because the wrestling matches are good, but all the wrestling matches are good these days. You, don't, you rarely see a really stinking bad wrestling match. We need more gimmicks and more characters back in NXT, I think. And keep the serious stuff as well, partially. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think the dial needs to go <clears throat> a bit more the other way. I, I, I miss bad wrestling matches. I wish occasionally we'd have a stinker. Like, a, what was the Impact one? Was it Rebel? Was she in it? That yeah. was... Uh, was it Rebel? No, it wasn't Rebel, was it? No, Rebel had that match uh, against, uh, oh, what's her name? Yeah, yeah, I'm not thinking of... I'm Jenna not... Marasca was one no, of them, wasn't that it? Was oh, Jenna that was Marasca one of them, but then there was... Yeah. yeah, but it was Rebel and someone. She was Kevin Thorne's... Uh... Yes, oh, Ariel. Oh, Ariel. Ariel. Shelly... Shelly Martinez. Shelly Martinez. Martinez Who right. did the dive? Was it Rebel or was it her? The dive? Oh. No, the, the slow motion suicide time. yeah. Oh, that was great. Together. I, I love yeah, that it, match. Yes, they both come to each other. It was, it was amazing. What's Glad Rebels called? found her feet, though. She's uh, she's a great part of Dynamite. Oh, yeah, she's a great... Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Free for the right reasons. And like NXT, which can be improved by going back to the booking of... Yeah, this is just the preparation show. It's the preparation H. 
call it, and get it ready for Raw and SmackDown and stuff like that, rather than, well, I hope you like these people because it's going to be around for a while because the same people have stuck around for so long. Yes, Ooh. some of these people are great talents, but you shouldn't get sick of seeing them. In the same way that, you know, Ziggler doing his thing, you're like, all right, yeah, you're great, but I don't want to watch you every week for the rest of my life, you know? So, so your, an- your answer to improve NXT is actually to improve the main roster so it's a safe place for the NXT. It's getting rid of more people. Not so like can- out your gun, but like go, go, to, go to Raw, go to SmackDown. It is weird, isn't it, wrestling, how it's changed? Because you think of like Mr. Perfect in WF like in the early 90s. Was it like four years or something from start to finish or less, something like that? Now you think of people who have been yeah. on Raw on the main roster for six, seven, eight, nine years. Does it, it feel like how it's just like things become longer in terms of because it was very in and out, wasn't it back in the day for wrestlers? Like you'd be one company for a bit, and then you go to another company, then go back. But now yeah. people are just there forever. Yeah, From no, the- I, I agree, uh, Ross. There's the exactly the problem is like people who are good, but no one, none of these classic wrestlers we think of, like uh, Piper or whatever who famously left and came back and went everywhere, if they stuck around for years upon end, we would have been sick of them as well. From winning King of the Ring in 96 to turning heel and shaking hands with Vince, that was like five years for Austin. That's mad. That's so weird. Because you feel like Austin's... The era of Austin lasted for... It feels like it lasted for like 10 years. But it didn't. It was half that time. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was Baron, late 95 or early 96, he showed up. And then yeah. it was last, last match... April 03. Wow. I yeah. mean, like, Ziggler, well, Ziggler's been on Raw for 15 years. Yeah. Since Ro- 09? Roman's been, Roman's been around since 2012. Spirit Squad was like 06, 07, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, for counting that as well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Got time oh, no, no, his cad, a caddy, uh, the shower uh, caddy for Kerwin White <laughs> was 05. Yeah. Yeah. T- so again, some of these people I think get confused, especially Zig. Zig is a perfect example of somebody who's like, no, he's great in ring and stuff and everything like that. But you can't. Wrestling's not designed to have these people be around forever. And that's why I say like Agano, Cole, and all the rest. Good. I liked you five years ago. Like, enough of you. Please go do something else. Nice guy on Twitch though, Adam Cole. Oh, he's a nice guy in real life. Yeah. Lovely, lovely man. That's what that's what you should go to after NXT. Just go to Twitch. He is the very opposite of the theory that. Um everyone's wrestling characters them with the volume turned up he's nothing like how he is what a guy yeah yeah wow guy of the week Adam I think he, Cole. he I think he made Andrew blush once little Andrew oh I love making Andrew blush because um <laughs> hey because uh, Andrew was doing something stupid on his twitch streams as he does and uh Adam Cole had raided him yeah. back and Andrew was like oh no Adam Cole seen me like this yeah, it was great. Because when, when he raided, Andrew raided them, and apparently Adam Cole's response was such a cool guy response, he just went like, cultaholic, or just something like that. I'm like, yes. I want to see Andrew and Adam Cole become best pals. Can we keep Andrew? Yeah, we have. He's a full-time employee. Yeah. <laughs> so he's here. We keep, he's here he's to worked, stay. He's worked cool. here for nearly two years. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But like... He's been on Raw for nearly... <laughs> 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 I was in danger, like, if he, if I come in one day, he goes, no, he's gone, I'm like, oh. No, he's all right, he lives in Jasmine and that, yeah. Lives in Jasmine? Not in the posh bit. I think he lives on the outskirts of Jasmine. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing to say, he lives in Jasmine. He, yeah. he was telling me about his kitchen, because I've got him on a Huel Matthew. Oh, and he was, I was like, oh, you should really like invest in a blender, like, it's worth it, it'll change it forever, it'll change your life forever. And he goes, ah, oh, I've got enough uh, counter space in my kitchen. I've got a toaster on there and I've got a microwave on there. There's no room for anything else. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, he's not in the posh beer, Jasmine. <laughs> no, he's not in the posh beer, Jasmine. Oh. oh, bless him. I know. Do we have to save up and buy him a shelf? A <laughs> shelf? Shower? What was it? Carry. <laughs> Put put the Huel blender in the shower. <laughs> on that on that happy Huel build note, if you have any queries, thoughts, rants, or stupid names me to say on this podcast and look like a silly person, then please don't hesitate and send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's cultaholics. Ah, what a nice podcast. And there's still a little bit left of niceness for you. And that is this week's big question. What is what is going to happen at A&W, B and G? <laughs> B and G, kids. Yes, we've come to this point because we're so cautious about getting demonetized, despite not using nasty language, that we're just going to call it B and G. B and G. That's right. What's going to happen? Are we Billy and about? Gun, the AW special Dynamite episode. That will be happening next week. Are we, uh, are, we, are we saying who's going to win? Are we saying what's going to happen? Well, let's have a quick look at the rundown. Why don't we check? <laughs> uh, SoCal Uncensored, currently taking on Jurassic Express, the Varsity Blondes and the Acclaimed, the four-way tag match for a shot at the AW World Tag Team titles. I can tell you what's going to happen there. Go on. I think Daniels and Kazarian will, will win and I'll put, and I'm willing to stake oh, go on. £20 on it. Whoa. I think I'd be willing to stake that. So if they don't, where does the twenty pounds go? Yeah. Uh, do I actually? I don't actually want it. <laughs> but it's just the story is the story is obviously the books. Yeah, are but it's be... AW. There's a good but chance the... that's just going to sit in the background while they do other things. They are maybe introspective. Yes. I... Yeah. Yeah. What Ross said. Um, the acclaimed <laughs> are the ones getting a bit of a push. The acclaimed. They're more of a push than sucker. I will see your twenty quid. No, 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 not 20, not 20, not 20, not 20. Can I bet you a fiver Ten. on it then? A fiver, yeah, fiver. We'll do fiver. It's just going to be like the Adam Pacitti fiver where I'll get it in 2023. No, no, <laughs> if, if, if I lose, I'll give you the fiver. All right, I reckon the acclaimed are going to win. I reckon SCU are going to win. Okay. God, we've done it. Don't bet on wrestling, kids. No gambling. Oh. A fiver, though. A fiver. Unless Fiver's Shinsuke right. Nakamura is 100 to 1 in the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Good times. Britt Baker will take on... TBA, it says on Wikipedia. Wow. A new competitor. Yeah. B. A. From New Japan, unannounced TBA. I was at the, uh, I was at the, you know, the promotion that runs in Long Benton? M-E-W. M-E-Dub. And uh, Prince Amin was there. Everyone, the best heel in British wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, Great guy. And he was, uh, he'd formed a heel tag team with another lad who was like doing a rich gimmick. And they'd called themselves the Trillionaire Boys Club. And I was watching in the crowd next to Primate, and he was he was just heckling everyone. Like at one point, Adam Maxted got on the top rope, and Primate's just going skinny, skinny, even though Adam Maxted's like absolutely huge. And they went, "We're the Trillionaire Boys Club." And Primate looked at me and went, "TBC to be confirmed." And he just started going, "TBC, TV," which was I just thought was absolutely fantastic. So that's who Britt Baker's going to face: Prince Amin and the other lad who I've forgotten, Adam Maxted. No, the, the the partner he wasn't out of max. Oh, he wasn't in. Oh, I see. No, that no primate was just heckling throughout the show. Oh, oh, yeah, that sounds yeah. like him. And he, did, I don't think he drinks, so <laughs> he was just stone cold sober, just like he's just high on life. Yeah. Uh, um, Kenny Omega and Nakazawa take on John Mox and Eddie Kingston for that match that they threatened to break a leg for. I won. I reckon about. Nakazawa will have his leg snapped. <laughs> Kenny will run away. 
yeah. hope they've got a I hope they've got a reason why Moxley and Kingston won a, a tag <laughs> match. Uh, they won't. They won't. They, they won't. Just cause wrestling, yay! But we also have a big, a big old match, don't we, Matthew? We do. Cody Rhodes is going to take on <laughs> QT Marshall <laughs> in a bus on a pole match. Can't wait! It's going to be. Is Cody actually wrestling QT? Yeah, he actually is. Yes. Right. Is there a stick? Uh, no. Hopefully, it'll be better than the. I'll try my best not to hurt you stipulation oh. they did last time. <laughs> you know, Cody had it coming. He did, he really did. No, he... uh, they're sending this up for the next match that they're going to have at the next special, which will be a bus house stampede match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But the main event, the absolute reason for this show, the inner circle, all of them, Jericho, Hager, Guevara, Santana, Ortiz, take on The Pinnacle, MJF, Wardlow, Sean Spears, Wheeler and Harwood with Tully Blanchard. Knows a thing or two about these type of matches. What do you think is going to happen, Ross? It's a weird one, isn't it? Because, like, you'd think with MJF being the young and up and cover, he'd get the big win here. But then you remember Jericho getting hoyed off the stage. Maybe this is him getting his retribution for that instance. It's so, retribution? Oh, no, Ross. Oh, here we Shut go. it down. <laughs> Eric Bischoff, did someone say retribution? <laughs> So it's a weird one to try and call, but um, as far as, as Sean Spears is on your team, I think you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> it, should be, well, it should come out in baby blue. It's obvious. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be I interesting think... what it actually looks like aesthetically, because by the picture, it just looks like it's a Hell in a Cell heighted cage with two uh, he- in the middle. Heck in a Cell, Ross. Thank he- you. Oh, sorry, yes, Heck in a Cell. Thank you. Um, yes. Do you remember that meat called Heck? Yeah, you can still get that. No, is it brand called? Is it, the meat's not called Heck? It's just the brand. It's I'm getting brand. mixed up with Peck. Peck is the meat. My gran used to make oh. Peck sandwiches. What was it like? What sort peck of like, like it, like it came in a tin like corned beef, but it wasn't like as dry as corned beef. I don't like corned beef. Okay. So I had a gelatin on the side. It was like a, it was nice, sort of like a just a meaty, like a bit like spam, I guess. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, thing comes up uh, a processed meat product, somewhat similar to spam. Oh, sorry. Granny's love making a peck sandwich. Mm. I've never had peck, but have you had spam before? I don't think no, I've never. Had, I, no. I can't even. I must have in life at some point, but I can't think of a time when I have. Uh, I fried some one time because it was one of these things where we're going, we're moving house, and we're looking through. Right, right. All this needs eaten. All these yeah. canned goods that have been left since God knows when. And check it. You know, it's still in date. Ready for Armageddon, and it was spam. And I went. Anyone else want this? And he looked at me like I had three. I didn't, no. no <laughs> well, all right, Matthew. You know, you you can have it if you want. I went, you know what? I'll try some. And I fried it. Uh, rather tasty. Not good for the guts. Uh, I think it took a week to get rid of the smell. Really? <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, delicacy. All I could think of when you were talking about the meat there was Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. Don't know why. Because his name's Peck. But... That'll be it, yes. But I've never watched it. I've never watched Drake and Josh, so I don't know why. That's the, fair the blood and good match. That is the end of that conversation. <laughs> Let's go back to a B and G. Yeah, the inner circle of the Pinnacle. I've enjoyed the promos. I think the Pinnacle have outshone them the entire time, though. So it'll be seems to set up AW wise that the Pinnacle are going to win. I think Pinnacle are going to win. Yeah, they Don't should. Spears. 
I feel like this should... <laughs> Maybe Spears will get the pin for... He's not getting the pin for <laughs> Imagine no, that. Sean Spears pins Jericho. For a while, we laugh, but Sean Spears was the most overman in wrestling for a month or two. He was, I. Ten. He was yeah. until he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Give nah, Sean Spears his Roman Reigns' his gimmick, I'd say. Stack him and pin him. What's a stack him and whack him and pin him? What's his T-shirt? I don't know. It's boil him, mash him, put him in a stew. Pop it, flick it, twist it, <laughs> pin it. Oh, yes. So 90s, guys. Such a child of the 90s. Flick it. Pull it. Great. And then you oh. miss one and it goes, ah! Oh! Makes you feel like a right idiot. Oh, we're done speaking about the match then. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Oh, yeah, we're doing a good job, aren't we? We just talk about it. Uh, no, the match will be good. Um, I, I guess lots of people will bleed. Hager and Wardlow will probably beat each other up. Oh, I'm interested to see the tactics at play. Because one of my favourite things about WWE's War Games matches is the tactics that the Undisputed Era have utilised recently uh, in previous years. So I'm interested to see if FTR in particular are going to try and, like, Cut off the two rings, or is there two rings? Look like on the picture, yeah. yeah. So I'm interested to see how the. I'm more interested to see how the match will take place rather than who wins, almost. But I do hope the pinnacle wins. Hmm. I just hope that we manage to get an entire episode or segment without mentioning anything about WWE or what. Oh wait, it's a blood and goods match, right? Maybe oh, that's, that's a reference, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The B and G company. Yeah, the, the B and G match. That's right. That's yes. Thank you. B and G bargains. What a what a shot that is. B and G bargains. Aye, oh, yeah. oh, the, the the tier of stuff they have in there is is it's verging on overtaking home bargains in the pecking order. Whoa! For, and as we all know from the Hall of Fame previously, Ross does enjoy home bargains. I do enjoy home bargains because mm. you never know what you're going to come home with. You never know. <laughs> it's a magical place. Russian roulette of supermarkets. <laughs> Uh, B&M Bargains, I think they don't need to advertise because I think everyone who goes to B&M Bargains goes and tells everybody they know, wow, it's great there, like. Mm. Do you know how sad I am? I've started following B&M on Instagram. <laughs> what do they post? Just bargain, the new stuff bargain, they have in the shop. Mate. Just bargains. The new stuff they have in the shop, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Should we see what we've got in store this week? Probably? Oh, I've had a look. Yeah, yeah, go oh, for it. You know, I'm going to see what B&M Bargains looks like on Twitter as everybody just stops listening. B&M Bargains. For I'll Americans, brands sorry. On, online. It's for Americans, on, sorry. B&M uh, Bargains is like a... Like a, a disc, a, like a budget supermarket. Yeah. So, for example, this week, they have put a, a picture of, it's a fact, Kit Kats are the best. Not only are they the best, because they taste so damn delicious, but because they have so many different flavours. Pick up these! Mint chocolate fudge Kit Kats and gooey caramel Kit Kats. Only £1.29. They have plates. We have this hanging light thing inside of a birdcage, it looks like. We have a drinks trolley. We have a barbecue. We have a basket. We have a hot tub, for goodness sake. We've got skinny syrup. We've got slush puppies. We've got garden furniture. Cushions. Bedding. A giraffe that's a plant pot. (laughs) 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 Uh, what's a what's a does anyone know what a carafe is carafe type of giraffe my parents want to trademark the term giraffe carafe so that one day they can invent a giraffe carafe but I don't know what a carafe is holy moly 
They sell... I just said holy moly there, didn't I? They sell Biscoff ice cream, salted caramel flavour, and Biscoff ice cream, chocolate brownies Biscoff ice cream. Wow, that's huge. Holy moly! Uh, I can't believe this. Of course, I looked down and see we're going to see some of the things you're talking about, the crazy Kit Kat flavours, because they've just gone off the rails with Kit Kat flavours. What do I get on uh, Twitter? B&M stores, climb the ladder, kid, and make yourself famous. Super random competition. We've set, we've, we just, we just found one of these. That's always a good sign. We just found one of these WD figure sets and now we can go to a good home for a chance. Quote, retweet. And it is the Jeff Hardy Undertaker Championship Showdown double pack. They did just find that, didn't they? We may have, have another figure. We may have another few figures too. No promises. I emoji, but we'll see what we can do. BNM. Kit Kat Chunky Gold. And they are just, what is happening with Kit Kat? They're having a midlife crisis right now. Sign up with the code Cultaholic at BM and you can get 20. No, we're yeah. not sponsored by BM. You know when Dolph Ziggler used to come out dressed as like the Ultimate Warrior and Shawn Michaels and all the other stuff he did? That, that That's what Kit Kat is now. <laughs> Kit Kat, double mint, chocolate, cupcake, Jaffa cake, gravy. On sale now. Stay in your lane, Kit Kat. Before. <laughs> Before a few of us went to Japan, I was told by so many people, mainly the lads I was going to Japan with, actually Richard might not have, but Sam certainly, so many Kit Kat flavours, so crazy over there with Kit Kats. And we didn't get, well I didn't at least try one Kit Kat when I was over there and I'm, I regret it every day. But oh. now thanks to being in bargains, I can bring Japan to my, to my front door. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this, this segment has not been sponsored or endorsed by Bean and Bargains. Uh, Cultaholic is not responsible for anything you buy or regret at Bean and Bargains, mm. especially not the crazy Kit Kat flavors. Imagine or, if you tuned in to hear our thoughts on the on the B and G match. Well, I think we've said everything we can. It's <laughs> we uh, have, it's, yeah, it's going to be they're going to show what they can do. It's going to be interesting to see if it's going to be more proper war ga- uh, uh, bad games. I don't know what sensor is. Bad games, or it's going to be more stadium stampede. But I'm looking forward to it because the pinnacle's going to win. MGF's going to get that push. He's going to go over Jericho and his other lads. Hopefully. And it's going to be tremendous. And they're going to keep on going up and up, which is what I want to see. MGF and Wardlow and Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood and Tully Blanchard doing. And me and Matthew have a wager now to raise the And we have a wager. I'm going to win five pounds. Imagine all the stuff I can buy from being on bargains with that loss. <laughs> oh, can the winner, if... if Get the as long Kit Kats as, in. As long as none of the other two teams wins, because then we'll just keep our money, I suppose. But Oh, yeah, right. I got the wrong, wrong match. There's yeah, yeah. 14 matches. Oh, it's the acclaimed. But, um, but if, if one of us wins, I might, I might, if I win, I might spend it in home bargain, then being on bargain, see what I can get. See what I can... You should do it on TikTok as well because they're popular videos. On the I don't know how it work. The Cultaholic TikTok account. Like, <sighs> here is a find in Home Bargains. Pop down to your local store today. Fraser's going to start talking about that. stuff. I start talking about like how vaccines aren't real or whatever. It's all <laughs> on the TikTok videos come up. <laughs> I want to be in Home Bargains and <laughs> God isn't real. <laughs> Cultaholic TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works. TikTok would be like driving a tank for me. Like, I wouldn't understand how to do it. I don't know how they people. I don't know how they make those videos. Me neither. Oh, uh, I'll never try. Well, now oh, we sound like bitter God. old men. So I'll go on then, Ross. I've just now Fraser asked someone who works for Cultaholic to do a TikTok with this guy who Tom interviewed this week, and I said, "Oh, I'd do it." I've forgotten to do it, haven't I? Oh, the entrance man. You, you wanted to do it on Monday, and it's now Friday. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, no. I need to apologise to Fraser after the podcast. <laughs> sorry, Fraser. Oh, sorry, Fraser. Oh. Well, now that we know that we've got work to be doing, oh. now seems a good time to love you and leave you. Ross, apart from filming that thing you're supposed to do five days ago, what else is on tap for people this week? Well, I'm actually going on holiday for two weeks now. I'm just going to have a week away from work. And oh, I get to see, lovely. I'm going to go out with my girlfriends and see her for the first time in the flesh this year because of lockdowns and whatnot. So that's a nice thing. Um, I've recorded a tier list with Sam where we look at professional wrestling masks from all of the companies. Uh, I've done two voiceovers for two new series coming to the channel soon. I have done a straight to hell with Andrew Dingle, which we get to know him a bit more. I found a a questionnaire on Cosmopolitan where it deep dives into his life and we find out everything about his dark and disturbing past. And also five things that he would send down to hell about professional wrestling, which he struggled with because he's a positive man. And on top of that, I'll be twitching, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be twitching on Sunday and also playing FIFA on a stream. Hey. So after that, I'm on my holidays. So fantastic. forward slash Colorholic. Yeah, good times there. Uh, makes sense. Getting the haircut. Then can't see the lot. Very smart. That makes and a difference. Yeah. Jack, what have you got for us? Uh, I've got a... Uh, well, I did a Desert Island Graps like I mentioned at the start, but that's not coming out until like about a month's time because Tom's got quite a backlog. don't know if you know, but Tom actually works really hard. So there's <laughs> Breaking not, news. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, me and Owen are still doing Twitch every Wednesday at 6pm. Uh, we're about to enter the third season with Cultaholic FC as we enter... The next division. It's going to be huge. We're, this the key story of this. See, if this was like an anime, Matthew, the key storyline of this arc would be that Gateshead are in this league and they beat us in the playoff <gasps> final last year, and we're coming for revenge. And it's a bit of a derby as well because we're based in Newcastle. So yeah. that's um, that's that's what I've got going on. Really, um, I should have a greatest of video out now as well as this podcast goes out. So do check that out too. What about you, Matthew? Awesome. Well, I'll be having fun. I'll be trying to recover from the fact that we're not going to see Ross next week. But I know he's going to be having a good time, so I'll be happy with that. And I'll just have to do what I do every Saturday, which is play dodgy old Final Fantasy games. Uh, one nine this week. And isn't it a good idea to have people in the chat, some of the lovely, lovely people we have chat, not only do they draw lovely stuff, but some of them, they have the subscriptions and they give the donations and stuff and they stay the entire time. We have a good laugh. And you say, what should we call these characters? So right now we have the main characters as Hong Kong and then, like uh, people do, and Ram Ranch. Oh, Ram Ranch. And I didn't know what that was until I Googled it, and yeah. I'm a much happier person. <laughs> so you could get look forward to that on uh, Coldholic. No, twitch.tv slash Coldholic. There we go. But you don't want to watch them. That's fine. You can still go to patreon.com forward slash Coldholic. Vote for those three fantastic things that I know you've already forgotten about. I know. It's fine. It'll be there. You'll get reminded memories and also sending on your lovely thoughts to mailbag at cultaholic.com for now you've been amazing go out and enjoy the sun you can do that nowadays go see your loved ones we will be here loving you as we say goodbye farewell put our hands up the screen and go one two three join, join us, us. Wagga, 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 wagga. for all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes search cultaholic wrestling news on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from <laughs>